Gonna be the best time of the year. Got my hands in the sky, cause I know that I'm living my best life when you're near. This Christmas, toast to the memories through the year. I know I got better days ahead, but I'm loving this moment right here. This Christmas, this day right here. Right here, yeah, yeah. This moment here. Right here, yeah, yeah. This Christmas, right here. All I want for Christmas is a little snow. Out the fire with some mistletoe. Grandma screaming, grab your jacket, boy, you know it's cold. Give me that sweet potato pie without a dinner roll. Yeah, yeah. Go sign up the music, this your favorite song. Talk about your cousins, we gon' sing along. Cause we're so glad you're home. It's been way too long. Since I told you I loved you, since I looked you in the eyes and I hugged you, since I told you that you're special to me. Because sometimes the people on your family tree is the best gift that you ever received. And that's Living the best time of the year is Christmas time, man. It's Christmas time. I don't know if y'all know it, but uh, yeah, a uh, few days left for all them procrastinators to get that chopping in. But it's your boy Kingpin, Big Drake, Made Men Radio Show. Big Drake, what's up with your boy? What's going on, Kingpin, man? I'm I'm living life. I'm living life, and things are well. How about yourself? I'm good. Hey, man, all your shopping done? Are you a super no, procrastinator? I, well, you know, I hate, I hate, and I despise shopping. <laughs> So, you do. It's funny. There's only one person I buy for. That's it. One person. And I have said person's gift, but I, I just want to get another gift. I got you. So so I'm just going to, you know, add one more thing to it. Yeah, you, you are. And it's funny. So, I mean, I think me and you went shopping, like, clothes and some other stuff. Like, when you yeah. find what you want size-wise, you're like, just let me go and buy all of them right now. Let me buy yeah. all these colors. All that. Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. coming back out and do this again. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, I don't like it. There's nothing pleasurable about shopping me, and I, I blame my mother, but uh, her, her soul rest in peace. But <laughs> Deborah Crosby Drake was the most shoppingest woman I've ever met in my life. Did she used to drag you, drag you there to it? That is that what, what yeah, hurt you so, as much? So when I was young, and she would go shopping. I mean, it's literally an all-day affair. Like, if it's a Saturday, even if it's something for me, so let's say I need a pair of shoes. We can't just go to Foot Locker or Academy Sports or wherever uh, outlet that sells shoes and just get my size and go on. We got to go from store to store. And I, you know, <laughs> being a parent now, I, I get, you know, shopping for deals. Yeah, I get like, that. let me get the best price. But, but most of that is not shopping for deals. She just, well, such and such, and then this is before, really, internet, internet. you can just yeah. order with her, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of had to to, to beat, beat the streets and, and find deals, and well, they might have a different shoe you might like over there. That is true, but, but I I'm do like with this it. one. Yeah, I do like this one. So, <laughs> they may, but I won't, I don't know that right now, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and then because she likes shopping, She's not just shopping for me. She's shopping for my dad, my brother, my grandmother, my grandfather, my auntie, my cousin. So she just she just really enjoyed shopping. And and it got to the point when I was in high school and I started driving, of course I would have to drive her around. But I literally would just sit in the car and go to sleep. And then when she get in, she'll wake me up, like, where you want to go? She'll tell me where she want to go. I drive it up. I recline my seat, put that thing in park. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, oh man, that's fun. So, so you're like, man, I get what, what you doing there? I'm sleeping today. Oh, you sleeping? No, I mean, yeah. I'm taking my mom around shopping, but I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she wasn't shopping food, bro. She was a, a shopping maniac. That's crazy, was. dude. That's crazy, and that that ruined me for life. <laughs> so you talked to pops. Is pops coming to town for the holidays? Was what's the yes. what's the big plan? Yes, he gonna come. Um, Erica's mom is gonna come. And that's that's pretty much it, you know. When you you know because you know you had kids before, yeah, naturally before we had kids. So ain't nothing like the kids just waking up in their own home for Christmas and seeing the presents and all that. I, so, and the way I set that up, I, I used to. I mean, and I, I don't know if my kid. Well, my kids, I don't think my kids really still believe, but they won't say nothing. So uh, I always used to say, well, growing up, I was like, yeah, Santa don't visit nowhere else but our house for Christmas Day. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he, he yeah. don't have a roller. Di- I say I always say he his address book can't keep track with all the other places you could possibly be. I'm like, so Correct. we got we got always be at home Christmas night. You know, wake up Christmas morning. Now we ride out after that, but we used to wake up and then after for a while, I had set the rule we don't travel on Christmas Day. Like yeah. everybody else, you'll see us on Chris- the day after Christmas. Um, yeah, because because I, I I enjoy. Waking up Christmas morning, seeing that, and then just kind of lounging and not doing nothing, letting everybody do. So you get your first full day of play with your toys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I used yeah. to hate having to travel and come back home and figure out, oh, yeah, I forgot I got this for Christmas. Get you a mm-hmm. day, get that yep. out your system. Then we'll hit the road tomorrow. You figure out what you like. You can take one of them with you, and then we'll be on the road, man. So uh, mm-hmm. that, that's how we've, we've done it. Uh, this year be a different year because we're so much closer. Um, we're trying to kind of kind of trying to revise the strategy and see how we're traveling, what we're traveling, where we're going. Um, I usually like to try to end up in Montgomery New Year's Eve so I can go to New Year's Eve service at my home, my old church there. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I hadn't missed, I, I don't know when the last time we didn't go. Um, wow. So, so trying to figure out how we how we make that happen. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So hey, let me ask you, do, do you guys, uh, y'all, y'all do Elf on the Shelf? Never heard of that. You have never heard. Well, you are in luck, brother, um, because I think the elf is retiring at our home this year, and so mm-hmm. you will have that package in the mail December twenty seventh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and you can introduce it next year to your boys. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> so our elf is named Buddy, and okay. uh, so you, Buddy, Buddy comes out. Now, when we first started out, now I hope don't no kids listen to our show. Well, it shouldn't be no kids of this age listening to our show. But so when Buddy first came out, um, Buddy Buddy debuts. Now when we first started, he debuted like the first week of December, and mm-hmm. and every morning they gotta find Buddy. Um, but when Buddy mm-hmm. comes, you Buddy comes with a letter that tells you, you know, hey, you he comes with a book too. And you read the book and you're not allowed to touch Buddy. Buddy is sent from Santa uh, down uh, to to pretty pretty much spy on your kids to report back mm. to Santa how good mm. you been and uh, and so you gotta you kind you can't 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 touch Buddy because if you do he leaves and that's it uh, and and every morning so the but the 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 actual work in it is so every night you gotta you gotta change Buddy up you gotta move him uh, and mm-hmm. my wife goes over the top and you know so she stages stuff. Yesterday, uh, well, this morning they woke up. Buddy had built a Lego Christmas tree, uh, mm. and the other day he had he had he was making s'mores, 
and uh, because it was the last day of school or something like that for Christmas, he was and he had mm. a little sign said, uh, "Smoke, smoke more Christmas, no s'more Christmas, no s'more school for the year or something like that." So she does mm-hmm. all these, all these. Tuesday, he was wrapped in a ta- in a burrito, uh, okay. with written on uh, Taco Tuesday on him. So, okay. Okay. man, just Google F on the shelf. There is people that it's it's a it is crazy. It's a phenomenon that you guys will get a chance to participate in because I just found out what buddy is being shipped to. So, <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I thank you and I curse you. At the same you time. will curse me. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they make boy elves, girl elves, black elves. Uh, so of course my elf is a black boy. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. what his name. But my niece got her first one this year. Uh, I think they named her elf Sadie. Um, mm. So so the boys get the they they'll get the name uh, the elf uh, too if they got a name in mind. But but man, it's it's fun. So every morning, so when Buddy first debuts. And uh, mm-hmm. so this year, so we got our, we worked our way down. The buddy don't come, but two weeks before Christmas, uh, yeah. December tenth. I can't, we can't handle all the mother day. And what used to be bad, if I woke up getting ready for work, I go and I realize my wife fell asleep and forgot to move him. So mm. his the mornings I move him are far less creative than the morning. Yeah. <laughs> if I forgot to move buddy, you just gonna find buddy. I put him up on the on the fan one night. Uh, I just put him in a cabinet, sitting inside a cup. I, I ain't, I'm not creative. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. you. You know, I'm my brain doesn't work that way creatively and all. I can't do that. <laughs> but it, it, I can do that, it, but I can't. Yeah, it's fun. So we've had we've had the elf's buddy showed up. Oh lord, we've had buddy. Uh, man, buddy has that been here about seven years now. Six mm. years, I guess we've been doing that, and and so December Dylan was like, uh, you know, he hadn't showed up right to like the sixth, seventh. He was like, I, I guess, but ain't coming this year. I, 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 I was like, yeah, man, I wish he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, six, seven years—that's a long time to come up with different stuff and be creative. Yeah, brother, I'm telling you. I mean, one one year, buddy had buddy took the toilet tissue and wrapped the tree up with it. Uh, I mean, I mean, she's done a really great job over the years. But I told her this year, I said, hey, this year's buddy's retirement year, so. Uh, on the twenty, and Buddy leaves on the twenty fourth. Um, mm. So you usually leave a note or whatever, um, and uh, so so Buddy will be leaving there his farewell note to him this year. Okay, because <laughs> it, it is time now. In in the same token, just kind of like believing in Santa. Uh, I think they. I mean they they know. I they gotta know. Buddy don't move himself, and uh, but they don't. They refuse to say anything. I guess because because mm-hmm. every now and then throughout that week, Buddy usually brings a gift of some sort uh, as a part of his staging. So my my boys are smart. They like, hey, if we say something, that may cut off something. So it's better yeah. to just act like we still play along and <laughs> make sure I keep getting these gifts good from old yeah. Buddy. So, yeah, that's the way to go. They ain't dumb. Nah, they ain't dumb. Uh, th- this is this is my wife's favorite time of the year right here is Christmas. She is. My okay. house looks like um looks like a a, a mall store. Um mm. and and all the way leading up to December, 
I kept seeing small packages and stuff with tags. I'm like, that's new. Where where that come mm-hmm. from? Why why? And having a new house, I'm like, oh my god, this baby, we have enough. Oh, okay, yeah. So I picked the battles I want to fight. That's not a battle I fight. It just is what I it got is. You. <laughs> I got you, man. Look, football is getting ready. It's it's. Is not coming to a close. College football is wrapping up. We got some of the first um, bowl games today, actually. There's yeah. a couple of them look bowls on today. Um, just had early signing day. Uh, Auburn did well. Uh, here, here, here's my thing on signing day. I don't know if you got a chance to look at it in the stats yet. You know me. I did all mm-hmm. that yesterday. Um, we had a great class. Top ESPN has ranked top five, uh, number five. Recruiting mm-hmm. class, um, other other venues has uh, have us as low as seven. Um, so overall, had a great class, brother. I'm happy with all the, a lot of stuff. A couple things pointed out. One, we got like another. We got three three top tier wide receivers, two four stars and a three star. Mm-hmm. I'm just going on on record. If I'm a top flight wide receiver, I am not playing coming to Auburn University. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, look at our track record. Look at our track record. Over the last four to five years, we've gotten four stars and one or two five-star wide receivers that have all flamed out because of they don't have adequate coaching, you ain't got adequate quarterback play or play calling that sets you up to develop. I think Mm -hmm. Seth Williams is only like a three-star, so the people that have bought out have not been the people that were highly rated. It's been the people that come from the slums that did what they do and, and just made a way somehow. Yeah. But if I'm a top flight wide receiver, man, I ain't coming to Auburn. <laughs> no, I wouldn't choose Auburn, but I will say in that Iron Bowl, those wide receivers showed up. They went did their thing, man. And those I wide think, receivers showed up. I think they just refused to let him because the passes still wasn't no better. No. <laughs> no. That play that uh little um oh, man, I always I always call him little Julius Edmond. But um what, what's our little? Uh, oh, I know you're talking about slot receiver, little West Welker. Yeah, little West Welker. <laughs> no, that I mean that 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 pass because somebody was like, "Oh, wow!" I thought he was throwing that way. He was. He was throwing that away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little West Welker came from 60 yards on the other side of the football field to go get that football. So, yeah. but again, he was a uh, he was he didn't even get a scholarship. He was a he came to us as a. Uh, Place kicker, place kicker, holder, punter, or something. Well, I, I thought he was a scholarship kid. That I know he went to that high school in Arkansas where the coach never punts on fourth down and always onside kicks. If I'm not mistaken, um, so he was so an onside he, kicker. He he did multiple things. You know, he can. You know, he was a wide receiver, quarterback. You know, onside kick, punt. He did a, he did a a magnitude of things. I got you. So, and I can't remember. I, I thought I remember him not coming on Scott, but I do remember he was he, he was quote unquote you know an onside kicker. I'm like, what the heck? Who who recruits an onside kicker? But you, but to your point, he's a jack all trades. Um, yes. But yes. again, not not a highly rated person. Um, the, the in our past, though, the receivers that have balled out have not been. I mean, the people that were highly rated, I don't think. Again, I, it, it just for whatever reason. It don't work at Auburn. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you were a highly rated recruit wide receiver, where would you go? Uh, Clemson. 
Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. see. I'm maybe Bama, but I don't think I go to Bama either. I mean, them cats have done, the caps had the cats had done. Yeah, they've produced. I mean, why not? Well, but other than receiver, Bama keep producing them. I mean, they they pushing them out now. They are, and and unlike some schools who have, let's say, consider themselves linebacker, you a DBU, whatever you, and then once they get to the NFL, they kind of flame out. Alabama, no wide receivers are actually very very productive, if not superstars, once they get to the NFL. True. Well, really, we only talk about two, though, right? True. True. Julio um, and uh, and Coop and Coop. Yeah. Uh, well, and they got Riddell at, at at Falcons too, but he's been injured some this season. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, like I said, I it, this, this crop did now. Had I been had had two, have still been there. Of course, I'm going to Bama because look what he mm-hmm. did with he made four superstars this year. Sure <laughs> I mean, he because he could throw that ball to any of them. So, yes. like I said, I think my my challenge would be at Bama would be we've seen a variety of quarterbacks there, and we see a, a, in historically in the past you saw an offense that was willing to keep. I mean, I don't they they didn't always make somebody a superstar. Uh, especially wide receiver, like say, unless you were just like Julio Jones has just always been better than everything else. Yes, but they got a lot of other cats that kind of the same way. They got you know came there high rated, and they're like, yeah, you're gonna ride the bench here. So we'll we'll see mm-hmm. you your sophomore year, a junior year. Um, but as opposed to Clemson, like uh, Ross, that Ross kid, he came out of Phoenix mm-hmm. City, I think. He did when he was con- considering Auburn. You know, one of our frat brothers, that's his first cousin. And he knew it too. I'm like, hey man, don't please don't t- tell your cousin, don't come to Auburn, man. Like <laughs> he, he is not going to develop. He went up there to Dabo and you know balling out. Dabo was a wide receiver in high. I mean, in college, you know yeah. what I'm saying. That's a position he knows. And you know, we talk about balling out. He, DeAndre Hopkins came out of that. Samuel, I mean, DeAndre, DeAndre. No, what's the Duke kid from um from uh um Houston? Um, and I thought it was DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, is it Hopkins? You got yeah. uh Sammy Watkins, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. you got yes. um, I mean they produce Clemson has produced four or five here in the last five to ten years that have just been studs. Yeah. So if if it's me, I'm going to Clemson. I'm going to maybe Oklahoma, uh, or out west to the Pac-12, where I know they really just chunking the football. Yeah, man. I, I would consider Pac-12 like, um, you know, Mike Leach. You know, Mike Leach, his offense ever since he was at Texas Tech, I mean, he doesn't never line up in a traditional offensive eye or wings. I mean, it's always spread. And nine times out of ten, they throw that ball. That's right. So if I was a, and, and he always has a, a, a decent or if not great uh, quarterback to get the ball out the hand quickly. So if I was a wide receiver, I would consider – the Pac-12, as far as Washington State, I would have also considered Washington, but if I'm not mistaken, the head coach just resigned not too long ago. Yeah, correct? Peterson. Peterson decided to hang up, hang up, hang up the headset. And so, that was shocking. That, that was, was shocking. too. Just out the blue, man, because yeah, he had done shocking. well. <laughs> yes, that, that was shocking. But you know but, what? Uh, Peterson has always been a, a a a coach that played by his own own beat. 
You remember he stayed yeah. at Boise. He you know, Florida State came after one year. Miami came after. He turned all them down, and the job he ended up taking was Washington. Yeah. And then, like I said, so so he's kind of always played by his own, you know, beat of his own drum. So it was shocking, but when I realized, like, but it's Chris Peterson, I'm like, he's just mm-hmm. always been different. <laughs> and, you know, maybe that's why I like him, because I've always said, when the Lord blesses me with my opportunity, I, I really want to think and pray and look at the whole totality of everything. Right. And not, because I, I really do like being somewhere, See, especially once you get kind of get the ball rolling and being somewhere and making that mediocre team in the the history of that school being mediocre, then you come there and, of course, the natural progression is you get it going, then you go to a bigger school. Well, staying there and really having a sense of family and community and really being a part of the school because coaches are not, you know, they're not really considered a part of the university because they, they're interchangeable so much. That's right. They set I mean, aside. Really, you don't communicate with nobody else. <laughs> yeah, they're interchangeable, but I want to be somewhere where I'm a part of the university and part of the community. And, and you know, I go, I mean, of course, coaches go to church and they see, but I mean, I, like a staple in the community. Like, you yeah, want to build, you want to build something. Yeah, like yeah. Coach Drake's been here 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and, and I've always admired that about him because he did stay in Boise. And some people say, yeah, he stayed too long, but is it's, it's staying a place too long because you're happy? You know what I mean? Having the, I'm, I'm pretty sure he makes well. Oh yeah, I, I, and, they, they break him off. I, I, I'd be willing yeah, to bet. And, and I'm pretty sure people, oh, well, they ain't gonna pay him the type of money at Boise or at Washington that they were gonna pay him at Florida State. True, I get all that. But you know, my brother always told me, "Your," I'm, I'm trying to think of the right phrase. Oh, and I, and I say it all the time, but I don't know why it's slipping <laughs> my mind right now. Oh, this, uh, this is it. Because I, 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 quality of life, meaning. Your quality of life, you know, it, it has it's not everything to do about your finances and money. Of course, nobody wants to struggle and people want to have finances and be financially free and be able to do what they want to do. But it's only a small number of coaches that are, are really making, you know, P. Diddy money, if you want to say that. You know? <laughs> I mean, right. ain't, ain't no coaches making P. Diddy money. So don't nobody. Win. I mean, ain't nobody. Ain't no coaches making that type of money because P. Diddy is a mogul. But making, you know, signing a 10-year contract at $100 million, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a small tier of coaches that, that can do that. That, that command that. that. You're right. So if I can still get paid a couple million dollars, which at the level he's at, he's making millions, I can have a quality of life. I can not have the pressures of and, – and, and you said it a couple shows ago, we have the Nick Saban effect here at Auburn, which is true. You know, if, if if we win in eight games, we call him for his head on the play. That's right. It's like, man, it's a horrible season. Like, yeah. <laughs> eight to nine but wins you know, in the in the SEC is pretty good. Nine yeah, it's I mean, it's it's pretty. You know, it's pretty good. So he he's in a place where he still plays very uh, highly rated competition. If you win eight nine games, <laughs> your, your your head is not being called for on a spigot like it's the medieval times. And I'm pretty sure because of the conference he's in, and I, I don't want to downplay his work ethic and all that, but I'm pretty sure he can, 
you know, being a head coach, you can make your own schedule. And that's one thing I do love about my head coach is that he has shown mm-hmm. me that you can win, you can have fun, you can get the job done, you can recruit kids, you can do everything and be successful without running yourself in the dirt. He, he, your coach really believes in work-life balance. Yes, he really does. <laughs> he really does. Yep. He really does. Like, so just, just to give a, a little example, this week was our last week of recruiting. You know, we, we JUCO, so we, and we don't have the same national signing day and all that. Right. Our kids won't sign until February. Now, we do have a couple kids that are tremendous academic kids, and they have technically com- completed high school in December. So they'll come to us in January just to kind of get an early jump. But once again, that's, you know, it's JUCO. Right. So I had an eye appointment on Tuesday. And I'm going to have to, you know, just let my family know. I'm going to have to have another eye surgery. My right eye is just really deteriorating. And it's because of a, a precondition that I have uh, called ectasia. Okay. But but come to find out, my LASIK surgery really amped it up to where – so. My, so, my, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had eye problems till I was sixty, seventy years old. Okay, so it but fixed it right the then, surgery, but it, it yeah. amplified the deterioration portion of it. Yeah, it's it's bad. I like, got you. It's, it's uh like I have a an extreme astigmatism to where my vision is distorted. Okay, like when okay. a doctor tell you it's distorted, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like I know it's bad, but goodness. But anyway, <laughs> so um. You know, I was telling, I told him ahead of time when I first uh, had the appointment made, maybe a month or so out, uh, just so, hey, this is what's going on. I know we're going to be recruiting, but I, you know, I need to go see a specialist. So I need to, to really make this, this uh, appointment. It's all the way in Columbus. He's like, no problem. Do what you got to do. And so I had my appointment. I had to, uh, to schedule um, my surgery and I called him because it was going to be right around springtime. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, well, you know, it would help if you can get it around this time because I wouldn't want you to miss any practice. But we're talking about your vision. We'll make it work. You schedule it and we'll just do what we got to do. Right. You know, I mean, a lot like of people, <laughs> like that. You know, a lot of people would have been like, hey, bro, um, I'm spring dates. Yeah. He's he like, this is our there, job, but this ain't the most important thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is our job. This ain't the most important thing. Nah. Yes. I, I agree. And then so. Uh, even with that, he said, we'll work around it. I'm like, hey, um, I'm packed up. I'm ready to come on back because, you know, still trying to see kids and, and do my job these last couple of days before we hit our dead period. He like, man, if you don't stay at home and just hang out with your family. I'm like, coach, I get it. You know, I'm because, uh, you know, just my pride and I don't want your work ethic. I, yeah, I don't want special treatment. Nobody made me take this job. Nobody made me stay in Alabama. You know what I mean? Nobody right. made me do all that. It was best for my family financially and otherwise but nobody made me do it so i don't want special treatment because i'm the only cat that don't live in mississippi but he's like man quasi you don't stay there i'll see you january 5th <laughs> and i'm like uh all right, okay all right coach I <laughs> <ain't> <laughs> bet. Whatever. <laughs> most coaches wouldn't have done that that's, that's right. right yeah we need you to go see here we need you to go there and i mean so I, I appreciate him for that yeah but like, hey coaches anybody over here in montgomery prattville columbus georgia want me to see while i'm here <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> I can make phone calls too. I do tell me what you want me yes. to do, coach. I'm here. Yes, yes. So, so, so how, how did how do you feel like y'all made out so far? Y'all, y'all, you think y'all sitting pretty? I do, man. I think, of course, every year 
You're trying to find guys that are better than the guys that you have in the room. That's right. At least, I mean, that's what you should at least be trying yeah, that, to do. That means I'm trying to get better. <laughs> exactly. So, man, I mean, the kids that we're recruiting, I'm I'm genuinely excited about. And so I was shocked at when I first came to JUCO. And I think I've told this story before, but I had never heard of Jones until – I heard of Jones until right. I got the phone call. I'm like, Jones, I never heard of him. And I and and I get, you know, whether it's friends or other coaches that have known me through the years. Like, of course, I always get calls, and I, I tell you about the the tweets I get and the emails I get and the DMs I get. But I mean, there's this perception that oh, it's just JUCO football. Well, I can guarantee you. There are tons, uh, and I, I mean, I say tons of athletes in the JUCO system. And one of the criterias at, at my school, and we're considered a top-tier JUCO team, meaning, okay, you have the SEC. You know, you got your Auburn, your Alabama, your Georgia, um, your LSU. You know, then you got Vanderbilt and Kentucky and South Carolina. Well, we are considered the Auburns and Alabamas and LSUs of the Mississippi Juco League. Right. So we all the top tier. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 and, and the kids that we're getting, like when they leave us, those are the schools that they're going to. So we're, we're getting SEC athletes that maybe didn't make the grades. And man, what was surprising when the Lord blesses me with another job, I'm always gonna come back and recruit Mississippi. You're gonna have to, to, to you know to beat the the untraveled roads, but there are a lot of talented kids in Mississippi that for one, because they're in Mississippi, and for two, they had a very small high school in Mississippi. They're not on the national stage and they're not getting the recognition that they deserve. But there are tons of diamonds in the rush in Mississippi, bro. Yeah, just waiting so, to be found. Yeah, so we are getting these kids and that nobody knew about, and then in two years, they plan at you know they plan in the SEC. And that, so, that's that's something I didn't realize again till 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 you got there and start doing doing what you do. Um, yeah, and well, and I think it was the year before you got there, maybe when we started watching what Last Chance You too. Is that yes, that debut yes. like the year before? So that really was what first opened my eyes. I'm like, man, you know, it's big time over there. And you yeah. always knew about it growing up. I knew about Hines was Hines Community College was the one I knew about because mm-hmm. what Bama and Auburn used kind of that mm-hmm. feeder system. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't realize again just to what level of talent was over there. And then, like I say, when you got there, that kind of even blew up even more. Um, but but you're right, and it's a staple, uh, you know, part of it. So. Um, yeah, we talk all the time. Just really, you know, the blessing that it has been for you to land where you landed. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, it's not as prestigious no as other names. Yeah, but what your coach, you know, your coach, how he supported you and everything. Yeah, I don't think you yeah. could have landed in a better spot, man. Correct, correct. And <clears throat> you know, I, I you know, I, I try to, and I hope the Lord, and I, I don't hope. I know the Lord is preparing me for greatness. But I, I really try to make sure that the things I'm doing now, I continue to do when I'm successful. So a couple of years ago, even though I had the job at Jones, I was still going to certain camps during the summertime and volunteering. Right. And one of the coaches that actually helped me get the job, he was like, man, why you still come to this? 
I'm like, if I didn't have a job, I'd still come. <laughs> you know? And he was like, ooh, he said, see, see, that's why I rock with you. That's why I rock with you. And I wasn't saying that to, 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 to make but It's that's who you I, are. Yeah, because I, I mean, I got up that morning and I, I, I told Erica, I said, man, I said, man, I just don't feel like going today. And I had, and I had gone all week. So this was like the last day of the camp. And since I had been all week, nobody would have said anything for me not showing up. But, you know, I just don't operate that way. Right. And I, I said the same thing to Erica. I'm like, if I didn't have a job, I wouldn't even be having this discussion. That's right. And she's like, I know, babe, go ahead and go. So when he asked me about it, because everybody, it's the last day of camp. These camps, I mean, you out there grinding. And everybody's like, in a couple of coaches said, oh, if I didn't work here, I wouldn't be here today. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. Like, so in... in and I know I'm bouncing a little bit, but this also to talk about the recruiting and everything, because people don't understand the talent level that we have. You know, you have all these pop up mom and pop recruiting agents, if you want to call that. And, and I do think for the most part, the people that I've met, they're really trying to help get kids recognized and get them somewhere. But it, it, there are a few shady, you know, people in the industry. There is. But, you know, if I'm recruiting a kid, then they're trying to sell me other kids. And they're like, well, you know, he really want to play with his teammates and this and that. And I'm like, I mean, I would have loved to play with my teammates out of high school. But that's not the reality of it, you know. And, well, who else you got? Because they just emailing me and sending me stuff. He's like, no, I got this one kid. He already playing college ball. But uh, he's he going to transfer. He, You know, he's he looking for a new home. I'm thinking, you know, transfer portal. He's playing college ball. What's up, friend? Oh, I mean, Kingpin. <laughs> I, had, I had to call you by your government. That's how government. Guess what this fool tell me? What's that? He transferred from a D3. What? Yeah, he got this kid. He's going to transfer from a D3. He's looking for a home. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. Now, no, there very well may be some D3 guys out there that, that's really talented that. You know, they're diamonds in the rough, but but more than likely, not always, but more than likely, if you're playing D3 ball, that's probably the level of football you should be playing. That's correct. Yeah. Some, so somebody's had you in the process, and they found you, and they evaluate your talent at this level. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't <laughs> – we're not taking three D3 kids. Yeah. Because, again, to your point, some, some people see – think that you, you – <laughs> They think JUCO ball is the lower talent level football, and, yeah. and, and, and again, you do have some. You have some of your team. I mean, that's built that they ain't I gonna mean, go D one. I mean, we, yeah, we everybody ain't going D one, and our team is not gonna beat Baylor. I mean, come that's on, right, I mean, right. <laughs> but <laughs> but we had twenty kids. This is off one team now. Now we we only have sixty. We had twenty kids sign D one scholarships. That's that's big. That's, Just yesterday, <laughs> that's so, bro. That's crazy. About Wednesday, I guess it was Wednesday. Wednesday, we had twenty kids off our team, and I'm talking like my last starting D tackle. He's the starting D tackle at Virginia Tech right now. I mean, that's, that's the caliber of athletes we're getting. That's crazy. so, and it, you know, people don't. I, I got this. I got this kid that's in high school. He really didn't. I mean, I've had people. He really didn't play that much, but he just need a shot. So you mean to tell me he? How long did he play? Was this his first year? Because sometimes you get kids that they're really a basketball kid, and they finally came out their senior year, and you know you look at the kid, and he's six six two eighty, 
and you see flashes like, okay, he just ain't never played football. Yeah, he's he he just, he just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But he, he 5'7", and the reason why he ain't played because he 5'7", 200 pounds playing defensive end. <laughs> like, um, um, you know, I, I can't I can't even bring that kid to my to my coach's attention. Yeah, no. No, man, we're not. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I need to send you this video. Some, my, uh, you know, friend of the show, uh, Big Mike. Mike said he was talking to this woman in the, in the uh, I think he said a barbershop or whatever. She kept talking about her grandson looking for a spot. Bye bye. But I think it's it's pretty similar to you. Like he's been at like two schools since high school already. You know mm. what I'm saying? One of them was a yeah. JUCO, but I think one was like a D three. Uh, big kid, six four, three twenty, something like that. Mm. Offensive line. Okay. okay. But when I looked at the tape, I was just like, eh, okay. I mean, you you <laughs> you was the big kid that played in high school. You big. That I mean, that, that, mm. what your talent is is you big. <laughs> <laughs> Your talent level is you be. He had decent footwork. I mean, he could move a little bit, but mm-hmm. I was like, eh. I see the couple. I'm like, well, he got beat there, or hey, yeah, he pushed it down. He only he only brought that man because they lost their footing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see where he took a bull rush. I ain't see him, yeah. you know, get good hands out there. Some of that may be technique. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I thought about. It. I, I had forgot. I I've been intending to forward it on to you because Mike was sending it to me. He was like, hey. Man, he's like, look, I'm tired of hearing this woman talk to me. Uh, tell me, is this cat, is her son really a gym, a gym, a diving in the rough or whatever? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or does he need to go and start packing groceries at, at, uh, at public? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, and, and let me be the first to say, I'll go on record, that because you're small doesn't mean you can't play. That's because right. Because you're big doesn't mean you can no. play. My best defensive lineman, he was the defensive end, uh, now, this year they double-teamed him. Now, he was still an All-American at defensive end. Um, but this year they were aware of him, so they double-teamed him and they ran the ball away from him. He still had X amount of sacks. But the previous year, when nobody knew about him, he had 39 tackles for loss. 39 in a season? 39 tackles for loss in one season. God, dog, bro. Like, Guess how tall he is. He, how tall? 5'11", 5'11", six foot on a good day. Mm. But so, he was built right. He, he got was, that motor, though. He was uh, 260. Okay. But you think 5'11", 260. Uh, no, old dude was rocked up. He uh, he won three straight Florida because he was out of Miami. Florida State Championships in wrestling. Oh, he a goon. And the reason why he didn't win the, the fourth one is because his family moved to North Dakota. I mean, that's just, I know, like, wow. I, I, I joke with him all the time. I'm like, like, your family in the witness protection, aren't they? Nah, yeah, but, nah, nah, yeah be honest. Be honest. I'm like, but no, be you honest. went from Miami to North Dakota. Not, you didn't go to Miami to Kansas or to Alabama. You went from Miami to North Dakota. And I'm like, what your dad used to do? Oh, he was a cop. I said, oh, your dad done snitched on some other cops. Yeah. Some yeah. crooked cops, which he should have done. He, He's he, like, no. Yeah. I'm like, that yeah, you can say no all you want to, brother. <laughs> yeah, you leave Miami can't. to go to North Dakota. <laughs> and I hope the cops that he just snitched on are not listening because I just told them where they were. I apologize. Great job. Great job, Big Drake. You knew better oh, from your previous work, and now you're on the radio just blabbing your gums, telling everybody. You snitching on everybody. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, oh. you haven't had a chance to watch The Godfather of Harlem yet, have you? 
I have not. Uh, good things about it. Oh my God. You had to, you look, you ain't gotta go back to work till January 6th. You ain't got nothing else to do. You need to set your butt down and watch Godfather Hollow. <laughs> I do. You're right. I do. It ain't number like, I think it may be about 10 episodes in right now. Hour piece, you knocked them out in two days. <laughs> I probably can knock it out one day. <laughs> because, because you know how I am. I'm, like, I dropped the kids off. You finna like, just kick back. My, well, no, you know, I, 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 I'm doing a little stuff. Like, yeah. even though I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, folding clothes and tidying up a little bit. Hey, you know, that's just who I am. You, you yeah. consider me a neat freak. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I just like to be tidy. I don't see nothing wrong with that. But, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I only have, uh, like I said, one more gift that I need to pick up, and I'll go pick that up later. And, like, what I try to do is, because I'm gone a lot, and my, my wife is here with two kids, two babies. Yeah, you try to get herself. her a little break when you in. Well, or do I your part. To, I mean, <laughs> She don't have to worry about cleaning. The only thing that she does um, while I'm here is because she, you know, she's, uh, and I'm not trying to be sexist. So please, listeners, don't. Well, she's, you know, she's a woman, and so I'll, I'll I like for her to pick out their clothes. Yeah. So she'll pick out their clothes and match it up because she has that type of eye. I'll dress them. I'll get them breakfast because they feed them breakfast at school. So you know, the breakfast here is just really a snack. Give them some milk, some juice. I, you know, brush their hair, get them ready. I take them. I come back. I try to tidy up some. I have it, you know. I'm I'm not a cooker. I'm a griller and a smoker. Right. But you know, it's been too cold to be out there right now. Um, but either I got something on the grill, or at least have an idea. Like, okay, for instance, last night it's this real simple dish. It takes ten minutes to cook. Take Koneka sausage. You saute it with with a, a red bell peppers, green bell peppers, yellow bell peppers, and some onions. And you take the little the little cup pods or you just stick it in the microwave for a minute and you, you eat that, the connector sausage and you chop up the connector sausage and the onions and all that stuff and put, it, put it over, over rice. rice. Yeah. yeah, It's delicious. It's yep. delicious. Yep. Well, I, I wanted that yesterday. So what I did was I went and picked all that stuff up. So when she got home, 10 minutes, she cooked it up. We were eating. So I tried to just make sure she ain't, I ain't got to, she ain't got to go to the store or, she ain't got to worry about nothing when I come because I know when I'm gone, she got to do everything. Yeah, so you, and that's so that's what you do. You you the setup man. Yeah, <laughs> as so much as try to set up. Nah, nah. And, and you know what? You know, I hear a lot of complaints um, from others, and that's one of the advices I give uh, in marriage too. I, I do, mm-hmm. I do, I talk a lot about, and, and you know what? Yeah, let's go and do this. <clears throat> Women and men. I don't know if any women listen, but men. One thing that helped me a lot was being able to be around other men that helped me redefine what manhood looked like. Mm-hmm. Because to, to your point, you was like, hey, I'm not trying to be sexist. You know, you know, th- th- there's not a man or woman's job. There's just things she has a better eye for. And there's yes. a whole lot of things that even me, like I work, my wife doesn't. But that's a whole lot of stuff. When I come home, <clears throat> she... So we, we established some stuff. I said, listen, uh, for dinner, I don't like sandwiches. Um, I eat sandwiches, but that's not dinner for me. Dinner is hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, it yeah. wasn't, it ain't a big deal. I'm going to eat whatever else you, but I do want, I do want a hot meal. Uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I do a hot dog or two every now and then, but I really don't want no hot dog either. Like I said, that's stuff mm-hmm. I can run out and get myself. So, so, so she'll make, you know, whether it's, you know, ground beef or rice. I mean, you know, I ain't picky. I'm going to eat whatever. There's just a couple things I do like. 
Yes. But when yes. I come in, we eat. Man, I put up all the food. I make my plate for lunch. I put up the food. I put out, you know, load the dishwasher. Um, like I said, I'm like you. When days I'm off, uh, you know, if clothes haven't been washed, instead of walking, and here's the other thing I decided to do. Instead of allowing myself to walk around and be pissed off because something wasn't done, mm-hmm. I just chip in and help her do it. It is what yeah. it is. If I yeah. come home, you've been home all week, and we still ain't got clothes washed, it is what it is. Saturday, I'm going to help. I'm going to separate the clothes. I start piling them in the washing machine. Now, yes. she can tell that, oh, I probably could have got that done this week. <laughs> but yeah. It is what it is. But I, yeah. I stop I being angry about stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, I got two Don't hands. Don't let it ruin your day. Yeah, I got yeah, two hands. Stuff. Let's make it happen. Yes. It, on Sundays, my wife don't touch. Usually, don't cook at all on the weekends. I I make breakfast Saturday morning and Sunday morning uh, to get us ready. You sure do. Yeah, you, so, you know, that's one thing. You you gonna cook up some breakfast? Yeah, morning. man. I and, and and so I mean, it's just my you know, it's my thing. And like so, Saturdays or Friday night, we either going out to eat or like I say, I'm gonna hop on the grill or I'm gonna, I'm just gonna cook. Other day, uh, last Sunday, I was I can't remember what I was doing. I think I was downstairs watching football or something. I started seeing the time. I was like, she ain't said nothing about what we're going to eat. This going to be one of them at 7 o'clock at night. What you want to eat? I don't know what you want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I went on and put something. I said, all right, here's what I want. I think I want to do this. So I went on upstairs. I said, hey, baby, what, what we going to eat? She was like, I don't know. All right, enough said. <clears throat> Let me go ahead on and, and, and work the plan. Man, I cooked us some, uh, I threw some beef tips in the Instapot. Uh, mm-hmm. With a little bit of onions, uh, put put a little sauce as you to make some gravy with it. Put mm-hmm. cook cook some brown rice. Went on through a can, two cans of green beans on the oven. I said, man, I like some fried okra. Went on got my frozen okra, my okra out the thing. And he got me some uh, some succotash. We ate good. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean it ain't nothing to get mad. Like I say, if if I can chip in, I'm gonna just go ahead on and do my part. Yes. Um, and and, and I think. I think many people struggle, start struggling in marriage because one, they have unmet expectations that oftentimes may not even been verbalized. True. True. Or, and even if verbalized, never agreed upon. Mm-hmm. If I yes. got expectations and we ain't agreed upon them, it's very likely they're going to go unmet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I think, you know, just a, a, I guess a marriage tip is, Look, don't. There's no job that's under anybody. It just ain't. I mean, we no. in this together. <laughs> when we when our boys are small, my wife don't do. My wife don't like like if somebody were and I'd go there. If anybody even if my boys were to throw up or something like in the middle of the night, my wife don't do that. Like she can't. Mm-hmm. She can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. So, in the middle of the night, if they get if something happens, my wife don't function well. Woke awaken out of her sleep. I yeah. do. So I go do my part. When she was breastfeeding on the boy and the boys are really small, my wife don't function well with a little bit of sleep. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wake up. If he was hungry, I wake up, give it to her. When he fall off the boob, everything else is me now. I go, mm-hmm. I change the diaper. I, I rock him, burp him, all that stuff, and put him back to bed. That's my part, man. And even yeah. if she was still at home, I mean, she was still at home, but I was working. But still, I function. I can function off a of very limited sleep. She can't. <laughs> you sure can. I, yeah, that's one thing. You, I mean, you and you. You've done this ever since college. I mean, you be up all night and 
Top of the morning, I mean, I'm back up out. Fresh. Let's get like it. Fresh. I mean, not like, oh, you know, it's like you're struggling. I mean, you're up, but you're struggling. Yeah. Like, you up and vibrant. Let's get it. <laughs> you know who else does that well? Who's that? Who I just can't. My brother, Quan does that. Quan does. Like. He'll party all night long at 7 a.m. be still ready to rock and roll. Going to work. Yeah. And, and so, like, th- this is where him and I differ. And I can't do this. I, I don't know about you. Um. So I know you're an early riser, but I'm an early riser. And the reason why I'm an early riser is because I don't like to be rushed. You like to take your time. So, like, I live on campus. And I, you know, I, I can, you know, it's, it's a seven to 10 minute walk for me to get to my office. And I don't have to be there till eight. Right. I still wake up at 6.30, 6.20. Mm. Like, why are you waking up so early? Like, because I, I don't want to be rushed. Like, a lot of people at <laughs> Quan and, and other people at Quan, they're like, shoot, they, I, I wouldn't wake up till 7.45. And I'd be <laughs> got up, brush my teeth, got dressed, and I'd, I'd be on my way. Like, I want to get up, watch a little sports center, drink a cup, cup and a half, maybe even two cups of coffee. And just, you know, like I'll sit down, I'll lotion my feet and my legs, and, Sit and watch a little bit, and I lotion my chest and my arms. I sit back and watch a little bit, sip some coffee, take my vitamins, you know, read a little bit. You know, I just, I just really don't like to be rushed. So when I do get to work, I'm, I mean, I'm in this thing. I'm ready to rock and roll. Now, Quan is ready to rock and roll. I just, I just, he, I mean, he'll wake up literally, like if he got to be at work at eight o'clock and it's a 15 minute drive. So he at least has to leave by by seven forty five. He'll wake up around seven thirty. Yep, he rolled out of bed, ride. <laughs> I mean, he getting it, and I, I just can't do it. <laughs> my my wife needs time to kind of get ready and and spur up. Uh, I guess the delta in what you do is that doesn't mean that she equate she 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 back that time back up. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> she yeah. is perfectly comfortable being late. And that drives me bananas because I am not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it drives me yeah. crazy. I don't. I yeah. can't stand to be late for nothing. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a three, four hours. I can survive on three to four hours of sleep. Now I can't do that for a long period of time. But mm-hmm. three and four, I keep, I keep rocking and rolling. My ideal, I mean, ideally, my body. I again, that that may start weaning some, but I, I typically only average about six hours of sleep. Mm, That's yeah. it, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm and I hit it every day. Uh, so I'm up at usually four thirty in the morning to be able to get to work on time where I want to be. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't believe in snooze, but snooze along uh, snoozes and stuff. My mm-hmm. alarm clock goes off. I get up. Period. Yeah. My wife got four five alarms. Now I told her, I said, yeah. I think you jogging because you went through four or five alarms. Like, yeah. <laughs> like. If you if that first alarm get up and you just gonna hit the ground, I said you'd be amazed at how much better you move throughout the day. I said when yeah. I have done a snooze or two, I'm like I, my day didn't go better. <laughs> yeah, them yeah. 15 more minutes of sleep that didn't help for the day. It may have felt good right then, but it did not help for the day. Correct. I said so. Correct. So that's just me, man. Um, but nah, nah, doc. Look, man, I tell you, we give them everything. I don't know. I was you... just getting ready to say, like, we go from sports to to leadership to spirituality to let's not hit the snooze button. Let's help our wives out. This we need to come up with another name because this this is not a sports 
podcast. This is an everyday life podcast. This is life. This is life. We live life with sports sprinkled in. Yes, yes. That may be our new tag. We live life. Come live life with us and catch a little sports on the way. Yes, yes, yes. We 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 give it all to you. We hey, give it all to you. We were talking about wide receivers. I just want to pull tell you this. <laughs> I did pull the school that has the most wide receivers in the NFL. Now this this is a little dated. This, this was a year old, I think. Let, uh, let me guess. Let me guess before you say. It. Okay. Um. Well, let me ask some questions. Let's play a little game here. Play, play a little game. game what you think? <clears throat> All right. So, and 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 this is this is a little game me and my wife play. When we like, she'll say, "Guess who I ran into today?" or something like that. And we're like, "Let's play the game." Or guess what I ate today? <laughs> so I can only ask yes or no questions. Okay. All right. Gotcha. And once I guess, it's only one guess. Okay. So once I say, "All right, I'm ready to guess." Whatever. Oh right, yeah. So, all right. So, is it a school in the SEC? No. All right. Um, is it a school in the big? Is it Big Ten or Big Twelve? Big Ten. So I realize that they they are both now. There's a Big Ten and a Big Twelve. Really? <laughs> yes. There is a Big Ten and there is a Big Twelve. Big Ten, so, I think, is the Oklahoma's. Big Twelve is Ohio State, them, right? Okay, I, I think okay, so. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> because like Kansas and Baylor and all them are Big Ten. Yep, they Big Ten. So Ohio State, Penn State. No, okay. You know what? I think it's the other way around. I think. I think. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan is the Big, Big Ten. Ten. You're right. And the other ones are Big 12. That's right. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So is it a Big 12 school? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, you won't guess this one. I, 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 you, will, you will amaze me, utter amazement if you guess this one. <laughs> well, I get to keep asking questions. I know. I know. <laughs> um, are their colors green? No. Are their colors blue? No. Are their colors maroon or red? Yes. Um. Um. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Are they in the state of Texas? Yes. Um. Is their mascot a raider? Yes. <laughs> What I used to do for a living. <laughs> you tell me what I used to do for a living. <laughs> what I used to tell me, King Ben. What I used to do, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you narrow down to get there? <laughs> this, this is why. This is one of the reasons why my wife kind of don't like playing this game. Because your life has been based off of I, details. Yeah, so I, I win. Like she, like in. So I met my wife in. <laughs> 2004. We've been playing this game since probably 2006. We've been playing this a long time. She has stumped me maybe like twice. <laughs> and she gets so frustrated. She's like, how do you... Like, like, and and when, when I stump her and she finally gave up and quit, and I'm like, babe, you just you just didn't ask the right questions. You never asked me this. You never asked me that. You know. And she's like, you know, I didn't think to ask you that. I'm like, well, that's part of the game. Why would, why would I? Why would I have asked that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm gonna make my final answer 
Texas Tech. Yep, yep, that's it. That's that's it. Um, yeah. Are you impressed, King? I am impressed. Are I am thoroughly impressed. You have, <laughs> I am utterly, thoroughly impressed, brother. I there was no way I thought you could get there. Uh, <laughs> to the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Um, Texas Tech has you. seven wide receivers in the NFL. I, I can tell you didn't want to. Didn't want to say. I was like. Yeah, <laughs> I felt I felt nervous when you asked me to read a maroon question, but I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, but that's still Texas Tech. But yeah, I was thinking, all right, how many options that eliminated down to? But it really just eliminated down to two. Then, yes, it was Oklahoma, yeah. Texas. <laughs> yes, that's why I like are they in the state of Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was hoping yeah. you get to the state of Texas first. When you went down the color route, I was like, I would, I was like, I wouldn't have thought to ask colors. Okay, yeah, you're going to so you, you get yourself there now. That's you got to ask the right questions. It's all about and, – I mean, and that – that's even in interrogating somebody. Well, he didn't confess to me. Well, did you ask him this? No, I didn't think that. Well, you didn't, you, you didn't ask the right question. <laughs> you like, didn't confess, you didn't ask. We, we always had the saying, if they come in and they're willing to talk to you, they want to confess. You, you just have to ask the right, right questions question. to help them confess. <laughs> when, when you ask, hey – are you willing to come talk to me? No, I ain't willing to talk to them. I mean, that's you know they don't want to talk. They ain't to you. gonna. They, they ain't gonna. They ain't gonna tell you nothing. They no. ain't gonna confess that one. You got to beat it up out of them. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm, I'm not gonna make no comments. Um, uh, <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Oh, he was joking. <laughs> not serious. Not not a not Sheriff Jay Jones. Uh, he he made black. What? Ain't no telling what he ain't no to. telling. You may hey. All in fair game and law. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all about asking the right questions. So they have seven. Since you've looked it up, I'm pretty sure do you have the names present? Well, they they gave me three of them. Danny Amendola, Michael Crabtree. I I didn't know Danny went to Texas. I didn't either. Kiki Kute, the dude from from Texas. Yeah, yeah, he Kiki Couture, Kuti. He uh he's the he's a slot receiver for uh for the Texans. Didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know he went to Texas Tech. I ain't no, I ain't no Kiki. I ain't, nah, I ain't yeah. gonna lie to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ain't no, no Kiki. I ain't no. So Clemson's number number two with six. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, number number three is tied. LSU, okay. Georgia, and Notre Dame with four. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then there's a there's several with three. Bama's one. Now again, this was this was at the start of this was dated. This was a year old. So this was September of eighteen. So this was last year. So anybody okay. else that win the draft this year would not be. And so this is was impressive. Was was uh, so which so we talked about conferences. The Pac-12 is the number three conference with receivers mm-hmm. on opening rosters last year. SEC was mm. number one with 30. Mm. ACC had 18. Pac-12 and Big 12 both had 14. And the Big 10 had 13. So according to the stats, <clears throat> you should go to an SEC should school. should go to an SEC school. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I said Georgia was my number two. But actually, I, I guess I forgot about it. LSU probably would be my number two. Because think about if think about the cats that they may not have balled out at LSU. But when they got to the lead, they balled out. So you yeah. got Odell Beckham, you got mm-hmm. Shepard. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, you got cats that came from LSU. Landry. Who? who? L- Landry. Landry. Yeah, you got cats that, from LSU that. Hey, we just didn't throw the ball like that. So, yeah. 
but I was I, I had this gift there. So if I'm gonna yeah. pick like I say, so I said Clemson. Um, we talked about the Pac-12, but you know LSU. If I'm gonna stay in the SEC, LSU or Georgia. Which again, I wasn't I wasn't pissed when when Perkins is it Perkins, uh, the kid that plays for Georgia now that that flipped Auburn uh, from out. He's a, in a, he's from Alabama, like Hoover or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pickens, mm-hmm. Pickens. Uh, I wasn't yeah, shocked, they, George Pickens. I wasn't shocked when he decided to go to Georgia. I was like, No, nah, they were salty over that boy. Good pick, brother. <laughs> yeah. The same way I wasn't shocked. Now I was a little salty about that when Ruben Foster decided to go to Bama. Yeah, that, that one hurt a little bit. I, I was salty because you went out and got an Auburn tattoo and all that stuff, and then you decided and, to go. And you transferred to Auburn High School. Yes, yeah. So that that one I was a little salty about. Now the kid whose daddy played at Auburn. I forgot he 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 started middle linebacker at Alabama for two years. He went to Auburn mm-hmm. High, but he was raised there and then picked Bama. I wasn't salty about that one. I would like to yeah. keep him because of legacy, but I wasn't salty that hey, if I'm a linebacker and here's how me and somebody else talked about this: if I'm a linebacker, I go to Auburn. I'm gonna get a chance to ball out. If I'm good, I'm gonna get a chance to rack up a lot of sacks. I mean, I may get an All SEC team, but for whatever reason, that's not going to typically correlate. To being good in the NFL, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Like now, we've had a few, we've had a few way history, not recent. Well, I mean, Deshaun Davis, uh, I still, don't, I think he's on a practice squad somewhere. Josh Bonds is still on the team. He started. is, but it took he he had to come through. He did get drafted. He had to, he made it for special teams for like three years in a row, and here in the last four years or so, has he actually started getting reps? So it seems like to me, after he got it, he made it to a camp or two and got real coaching. Then he was able to make a roster. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I thought. Well, I know. I, I thought he did get drafted. I thought he got drafted by the Ravens. And I mean, the greatest linebacker ever, Ray Lewis, was there. So he learned under Ray Lewis. Then I, I thought he went to in a trade, went to the Lions, and was the starter there for a while. And I think he's back at the Ravens as the starter there. So he signed as an undrafted free agent. You're right to the Ravens in 2011. I thought he got drafted. Nah, he he went undrafted. Um, okay. And then, like I say, he didn't. Uh, he didn't. He they signed him to a contract for, as an undrafted free agent. Um, yeah. And, then and he, he wasn't playing over Ray Lewis. No, no, no. But but again, to me, it seemed as if he needed to go, and and he was on their practice squad for a couple of years. It, but mm-hmm. it seemed like he needed to do. He had to 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 do. Uh, he had to get under some real coaching to refine yeah. to be able to play the position. Where yeah. cats coming out of Bama now, they are they nut jobs, they head cases, but they come out of Bama. I mean, they 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 go straight. They start on day one. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> coming out of that linebacker position, man. So it depends well, upon know, the I, play I, position of where the, I go to Auburn. It really does. I, I got you, I, I got to think about this, and I want I want you to look this up because. I don't want, and because, you know, and I say this every doggone time we talk, and I apologize, family, but, you know, because I am a coach now, I don't want to correlate player in them transitioning to the NFL that the coach didn't coach them. So I want you to look up to see as far as talent-wise, because the last few years, Historically, I, I say the last, let's say, seven to ten years. Now, here lately, of course, Clemson has come along. 
But historically, the last 10 years, Bama has gotten the top tier of athlete. So if Bama at the at the linebacker position is getting, you know, let's say not even what is the ESPN top 50 in two or three of those kids in the top 50 in the country or at the linebacker position and Alabama is getting that kid and Auburn is still getting a pretty good talented kid. And let's say they are a five-star, but they're not at the top tier of, okay, he's a top 50 athlete, not a top 50 in his position, a top 50 at athlete period. period no matter yeah. what, yes. So if, if Bama is getting those kids, and Auburn is getting a, a, a top a, a five star, but he's rated in the top three hundred. Those are still two different talented kids. Yeah. So so you're saying Bama may be putting them in, but did they not get somebody that started at a higher point anyway from a talent? Correct. Level? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, I I think you you you're probably on to something there. Like so the the people that Bama's put in linebacker wise, um. Tim Williams, who again came out like say five star, Christian Miller, uh, was a five star. Mac Wilson, Mac was the one I was thinking about. I think mm-hmm. Mac Wilson, um, but again he was a four or five star when he came to Bama. Reggie Raglan, think again four star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dante <laughs> Hightower, C.J. Moser, they're, they're going back a little bit. Um, yeah. Some of them older cats. Um, well, Mark Barron is a linebacker now. That's crazy. Mark Barron was a safety at Alabama. He's an inside linebacker right now. Uh, <laughs> Rashawn Evans. That was the kid I was talking about. Rashawn Evans, whose daddy played at Auburn, but then he chose mm-hmm. to go there. But Rashawn coming out was a five-star recruit. Mm-hmm. But, but so, but here, here, so I think you're right. Auburn has gotten his fair share of top 300, maybe not the top of the, not top 50. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yes. Of athletes. But, but you know, like I know though, them star ratings, that's that's surely on potential. Cause Bama got a whole lot of five stars that flame out too. So so it it to me, I flip it just like our wide receivers. So was all the four and five stars we've gotten over the last five years, were they not talented? <laughs> like we got yeah. the cream of the crop in wide receivers beating out some of the Bamas and some of the other people in the world, and they did nothing at Auburn. Zero zilch. Like three catches and then they out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I still think I don't know that we've done well at being able to coach up that talent. Cause I flip and take you back kind of like to uh the Turberville area where and again, these are Hall of Famers for us, but when you talk about um um DT Darius Thomas uh, yeah. When you talk about Carlos Dansby, when you talk yeah. about them cats, so they called came to Auburn as two and three star athletes, and left mm-hmm. as second, third, fourth round picks, and one of them went on to pro- potentially should have be end up in the Hall of Fame in Carlos Dansby because he's put yeah. he's strung together a fifteen year career, you know, yeah. in the NFL. When we saw that, we saw people taking two three star talent and turning them into first. Two, three, first day draft picks. That's that's true. So even so, so I, I, I compare that. that. I compare I compare our success now to our success then to where now we're getting day one talent on the, at, in the recruiting, and we're turning them into undrafted free agents. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> that that's what I that's my challenge is. I saw a coaching staff take talent no one knew of and turn them into household names. 
that got drafted early in the in the in the in the draft. And now we're taking, we're getting the cream of crop top 30, and they becoming undrafted free agents. Yeah. Except yeah. for on the D-line. D-line is the only position at Auburn to where we have taken people and developed them into top-tier dra- draft picks. Offensive line a little bit. Offensive line and D-line. Yeah. Now, let's not be foolish now. Rodney Garner getting the top D-linemen in the country now. He are. He is. He is. But I mean, he, he getting some dogs. At but D-line but again, to our point before, they're top three hundred though. Mm-hmm. They still yeah. ain't the top fifty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he turning them into, he getting them as dogs, and he turning them into pits. <laughs> okay. Why does I'm sorry because I, I got the TV on. Why does the Philadelphia Eagles have a male cheerleader? <sighs> Uh, we can keep going. Bro. I thought that stopped it, it just, at high, I thought that stopped at college. Well, this is the pros. I, that's why I know. I said I thought that stopped yeah. at college. <laughs> Not because um, when I was at Borgard at the high school, uh, on the dance team they had a, a male member on the dance on the team. dance team. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I, I've always been torn. <laughs> always been torn. Always been torn. Brother, this go one of two ways. Either either you looked at it as, hey man, I got opportunity to be around chicks all day every day, and I'm the only one there. I got your pick. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't think that's what either one of these guys were thinking. <laughs> but, but, but hey, to each their own. I was thinking about this on the. Uh, I don't know why this popped in my head on the ride. What was I coming from? I was coming from somewhere. This was the other day, and I don't know why this popped in my head. But you know, I, it, it popped in my head because on the radio they were talking about. Um, homosexuality yep. and blase blase whatever whatever and the guy said something like so you can you can be outspoken and and say that you're gay and be proud but you can't say that you don't agree with being gay or homosexuality but still say i respect people's choice let them do what they do i'm not condemning them I'm still gonna accept him. I'm still gonna love him, but I don't agree with that. He's, you know, he was saying making the point that if you if you say that out loud, then you know, you're, you're homophobic, gay, but yeah, you're doing yep. all this stuff. And then I just thought about, cause I just thought about organizations. And the one thing I love about my organization is, and this is what I tell kids at my school, and I say when you go to college, it 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 it, it does depend on what college you go to. It, it depends upon the, the campus. The, yeah, the Greek life at that particular college. Because, you know, naturally, you know, I went to Auburn wanting to be a Q. Yeah, and that's th- right. And then when I got there and just the attitudes and it just wouldn't fund me. I'm like, no. And then, like, you know, my brother coming up in the ranks because I was a Sigma, he wanted to be a Sigma. Right. But the school he went to, the like, no. wasn't right. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, no. so, but the one thing I really love is our... <clears throat> motto of inclusion rather than exclusion that's right i mean i, I really really love that and i and we I have all to, kinds of brothers all all brothers all walks of life all you know yes. all everything we got them all like it, it's an anomaly to see a white q it's a common yeah. practice to see a white sigma it really is <laughs> or asian sigma yeah. or, you know what i mean like <laughs> nobody you look twice you like huh? <laughs> no, you, you, so yeah I, I and i just think about society how we try to Put up these barriers, and it's, it, it is a human nature to want to be a part of something, whether it's a group or organization or what have you. 
And I know there are all these secret societies and all these different clubs, uh, com- community clubs and, and fraternal clubs and all type of stuff. But everybody puts up all these things pretty much to keep people out. Now, I'm not saying you just start an organization and you got thieves and, and killers in there, but you know you do have to set up parameters, but people set up parameters with the with the expectation of exclusion. And the one thing I love about our organization is we're not trying to change you. Nope. We're not trying to make you something that you aren't. We are really just, and, and, and to me, it's biblical as well. We're just trying to help you find whatever it is that you need, Become whether a- it's brotherhood, love, or uh, community service, or you know, what, friendship, just for you to be the best you that you can be. We want to help you become the best version of you there is. That's it. And here, here's what I've always said about Sigma, what I loved about when I joined our organization is, and I tell people all day, I make Sigma great. Sigma doesn't make me great. Correct. And that's the difference Correct. to me. Like, I didn't change. It's They took me in, and it's because of that that that's a great organization. It, yeah. We are, we are a product of the people that are in us, in yes. our organization. And other other people I see, they are a product of being a part of that organization. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, you they and, introduce and, and, themselves as a Q first. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it happens in everything, and we're not going to sit here and bash other organizations, but we we have seen, and we and, and I'm pretty sure somebody could have a testimony about the same thing happened with the Sigma at their school, but we have seen people be cool as the wind blow. They cross another organization. We still cool because he, congratulations, dog. We're happy for you, bro. Right. <laughs> and they just, man, they just, they just change. And, that's, that's right. Oh, yeah. Mercy. Like, I, I, ain't got to be like that, dog. That's right. Still, like, man, we are you still, still not the same school now? <laughs> are you still <laughs> the same person? Yeah, no, we're still no. the same school, bro. I, I agree, man. And that, and and, and like you say, I, that historically, that was that was one of the issues I saw. Is like, man, did, but did you really have to change like that? To, to yeah. I mean, like for real? So, oh, so this is you now? Oh, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> do you, yeah, brother? Think, yeah. Do you think, though? Yeah. Do you think, bro? That's you. Uh, but, but I, I'm cool. With what it is? Uh, Big Drake, like I say, we got uh, so game slates coming up. Wanted to hit some of the things. Is there any game? I mean, today I'm watching. I'm gonna watch the football just because it's football and it's on. Yes. Uh, so I'll watch this this Buffalo and Charlotte game a little bit. Um mm-hmm. and I'll watch this Utah State and Kent State. That actually may be a good game. I think it will uh, that's be. That's coming on tonight. Uh next week. Now I have entertained because for whatever reason we were in Atlanta last year. I don't know what me and my boys went to. Oh, it was because my boy Zach was playing at halftime of the Falcons game that Sunday. Well, that mm-hmm. Saturday, we, that means we was in town for the Alcorn State, North Carolina, or like the celebration bowl, which is like the black school mm-hmm. bowl. Yeah, yes. brother, I was looking around, I was like, man, I, I think I kind of want to come down for this. Because the amount of alumni that was in that hotel, like, it was mm-hmm. some, it was a sight to see, man. It was a sight yes. to see. So, I, the game may not be worth watching on TV, but I'm, I I would I would thoroughly enjoy rolling to Atlanta to be able to just be a part of this atmosphere of, of this Alcorn State, North Carolina A&T game. Now, I will say, like you said, the atmosphere, t- to me, <laughs> Black college football is like hockey. It is. <laughs> so, like, unless you are a hockey fan, like, and, and I, you know, college football at Auburn allowed me to go to a. Uh, this is when 
uh, Atlanta had a hockey team, the Atlanta Thrashers. Yeah. So football <laughs> has afforded me a lot of stuff, and I'm very grateful for that. But I'm like, I don't go to no. And you know, of course, all the the, the black players I don't go to no hockey game. Right. You know, but we going. <laughs> then you get there, you like, oh, this. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> they fight. They hit. I mean, this is like football all night. <laughs> Without no pause. That's right. And so it's 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 really. If, and I, I encourage everybody to experience different things. Go to a hockey game. It's right. actually pretty doggone cool. Me and my wife, my it's wife fun. wants to go to a roller derby game. I'm like, I'm game. Yeah. We find, we try yeah. to find us one and go watch it. Do that. So <laughs> now, because I'm not historically a a, a hockey fan, I'm not going to just be sitting up on TV watching. That's right. But to so be in the, the atmosphere. <laughs> Like so, you, you go to a black college football game, and it's the atmosphere, it's the people, it's the rivalry, it's the bands, it's the food, it's the sound, it's the smell. All of that plays effect into a black college experience that you know we didn't get because we went to all. That's right. <laughs> so it's pretty good, but just to sit there and watch black college football on TV, yeah, no, nah. no, nah. ain't the same, bro. Nah. And my wife, my <laughs> wife, when right. when I used to, when we first got together, she know much about football. And 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 I say stuff like that. I'm like, it's a different speed and all that stuff. She used to get offended by it. And then mm-hmm. we went to Auburn game. She was like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like it's a <laughs> it's a different speed. They're not on the same yeah. speed as what I'm used. This is football, but it's like I'm like it's like I, it's I, I like it. It's if you're used to it's like us watching the middle school kids play. Yeah. When I'm used to watching how I'm like they they play at a different speed. It's it's yes. a different phase of the game. I'm like everything's different. Now I will tell you the single best Auburn game I have been to. I'm I'm gonna rank this by saying the best Auburn experience. I may say that I've ever had, except for in college when we had a couple big wins. Mm-hmm. The single best football game experience I've ever had was last year's Black uh, Black Black Alumni Weekend. We played Alabama State because mm-hmm. I got a chance to see uh you know upper D one football speed on the field. And I got to my tickets in my seat was right by the Alabama State band. Oh, yeah, you got a good time. <laughs> Dog, bro. so I had a, it was every, all the black folks in town. So the tailgating was awesome. We got to see a lot of folks we went to school with. I mean, it was yeah. it was all the Greeks. You know, they, I went over there and kicked it over there at the Q's area. They had the barbecue. Yeah. It was like we was on HBC. Alabama State Q's came in, went to see yeah. the Sigmas. You know, I mean, dog, it was the best. Football experience I've had at Auburn going to a game. It was the best yeah. out of all time. Because <laughs> again, like I say, I, I, I'm getting, I'm seeing real football. I got the band right here, so is I mean, it yeah. was, it, it was, it was magical. <laughs> it was magical. Yes. I, I really enjoy. But but to your point, she realized, like I told you, baby, the speed's just different. It's like that. It's just they're, different. they're not this. It's not the same. And then even when she watched us play them, when they played us, I'm like, look. Like your kid, you knew all those big dudes in school. I'm like, mm-hmm. they just big. Their talent is they're big. I was like, mm-hmm. watch yeah. our bigs take them on. I'm like, oh, yeah. you see how he just set him in the backfield? <laughs> it's like, cause he was just big. This guy big, strong, and fast. All three of them combined is better than just big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It, it's it's a different speed, man. And so uh, I think that that's what people, and I think that goes back to our talent conversation before is. And this this some I, I was I think me you talked about this too, um, when you watch like on Twitter, Instagram, and stuff like that during the summer, 
uh, when the NBA players show up at gyms and run run games, mm-hmm. and even if it's the scrubs and they out there just absolutely you know just just demolishing folks, I'm like people. I think people forget <clears throat> that the the cat the number twelve t cat on the on the on the uh, on the Chicago Bulls the Bulls mm-hmm. garbage the number twelve player is garbage. He is still one of the two percent of people that actually had the talent to make it. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude can ball. That dude can ball. <laughs> he can ball. Like when he show ball. up at the Y, he dropping fifty on y'all. He can he, ball. He, as soon as he hit half court, he jaded it up. He is. He killing you. He, yeah. he dunking off of one leg. Like he is in the one percent. Uh, yeah. When people look at Vince Carter, I'm like Vince Carter is 40 years old. Yeah, and he could beat 98 percent of all Americans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yo, your premier high school talent, he would drum him by 70, drum yes. him by 70, because your premier talent still is in the top 15, 20 percent if you're lucky. These yeah. dudes in the top one, two percent of the, of athletes in the world. In the world, don't get that twisted, man. <laughs> and that's the thing people think about the United States, but them cats in that, you know, our uh, NBA global reaches globally. It's global. <laughs> it's the best and, players in the world. <laughs> like in China and in um oh, and I, I'm I'll be having little mental lapses. My my sister in law, where is she from? Ain't she like um, is it Vietnam? No, but it's it's it, Vietnam is in my head too, but it's not Vietnam. So name some other Asian that Asian are, type countries. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Vietnam, Japan, Korea. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Um, uh, I was gonna say Somalia. That's Africa, dude. No, yeah, no, no, no. You're right. That is Africa. Um, uh, dang it. I can't think of it, dog. Oh, I think it's on the tip. Now. Is it Bangkok? What's, what's, oh. No, not Bangkok is a city. It is. It's <laughs> 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 all good. <laughs> She's Philippines. She's Philippines. from the Philippines. Yeah, that's oh. it. That's the other one. <laughs> and, and I don't know. Yeah, Philippines and Viet, Vietnamese are just, I don't know. They just go hand in hand together. No disrespect. No, no disrespect. disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. But she is, um, uh, is it Philippian? Filipino? Filipino. 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 Oh, Filipino. Filipino. And, Philippian would and, be biblical. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Philippian, that would be biblical. So uh, I'm giving her a <laughs> So um, in, in, in the Philippines, like NBA basketball is everything. It is. Like that's that's what they do in anytime a game is on, and of course everybody has their team, but it's like a big deal. So the NBA, you no know, NFL, it's America's team. I mean, it's America's game, and you know we would go nuts over the NFL, but globally the NBA. So you're talking about a league that reaches globally, and like you said, that 12th guy that's on that team, even the dude that you don't see that don't dress out because you know they have a couple cats that sit Practice, behind them. Yeah. Yeah, on practice squad, he'll stud. He'll stud. He'll stud. He get if he yeah. gets a check from the NBA, he'll stud. He'll stud. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I saw it on Instagram. Uh, the the they brought a team from China, like the best best team for China, whatever. These are high school kids, and took on mm-hmm. one of the top schools here, and um, mm-hmm. it, it, but but and again, remember, even though it's globally, there's different caliber athletes for certain sports. 
because uh, the high school team here. Now, again, it was like the top two, number two high school team in the country. Um, and they got a couple of top, you know, top 50 talents on the team. They beat them mm-hmm. boys by 40. I mean, they was, ooh. they was, ooh, they was ooh. dogging them. They was dogging them. Ooh. They was dogging ooh. them. It was a, so again, I say all of that to say, you're the best from China, but that's 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 because of the people, the con, the, the 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 context of where you play. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. think folks yes. oftentimes yeah. forget. I think many star athletes forget that when they get to college too. Is yes. man, I've been, yeah. I was all city, I was all state. Yeah, you was all state in Idaho. Like, yeah. what, who else <laughs> yeah. was in Idaho to beat you out though? And now you yeah. came down to Miami, and now you playing against all state from Texas, California, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi. You're mm-hmm, no longer mm-hmm. all state. You're no longer number one. You're like number thirty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> so don't think you know. Again, being able to weigh that talent, man. Um, folks that's listening this week, y'all gonna be like, man, y'all show was all over the place. It was. It is what it is. It's our but show. Like, though. It, We're living it life. Been, it's been like that kind of. That's kind of what we do. I'm, that's probably why you listen. <laughs> and it may also be why you ain't sending to nobody else yet. But send it to them. Let them enjoy life with us. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we we are your your your, um, your tour guides of life. That's it, man. We are now the uh, the drunk uncles at the party. That's us. Mm. Come on, now. <laughs> that's what that's what we have. We have reached that range now. That's what yes. we do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to wrap up. So the rich got richer during recruiting. Number one recruiting class was Clemson. Number two Alabama. Number three Ohio State. Number four LSU. Uh, Auburn got number five. Georgia number six. Florida seven. Texas A&M 8, Michigan 9, uh, Texas 10. Uh, of the top 10, uh, SEC has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Six of the top 10 recruiting classes this year. <clears throat> Rich, keep getting richer, man. Um, well, you know, the, the Humidor said something to me a while ago. This was a couple years ago. If I'm not mistaken, I know Humidor, he's, he's an avid listener. He'll shoot me an email, I mean, not an email, but a text to correct me if I'm wrong. But I know he went up to California some time ago, and he went to the campus of UCLA. Yep. And he was like, it's gorgeous. It's like next to Hollywood. Like, how can you not get a, you know, send a recruit, a kid on a recruiting trip out there? And, and they not fall in love. Him? Yeah. Yes. And what the commercials say means so much. And it's so true. Because in the SEC, it just means more. It, it, really, <laughs> it does. It means more to we us. We play for different. And we would do whatever we have to do. And, you know, let's be Over honest, the, the table or under the table? Yeah, a lot of these SEC <laughs> schools, they doing things that, you know, the, the NCAA might frown upon. Over the table or under the table? <laughs> but it means more to us. And we're we going to do whatever it is. But, you know, not even the schools that are not in the SEC but are still in the southern states, like football is everything to us. Football is everything to us. It is. Whereas basketball is everything to people up north. But how can you how can you have the location and that type of uh campus at UCLA and not be good in football? I don't understand it, man. I, I don't I don't get that. <laughs> you got access to everything. How can you not ball out? Yeah, I, I, but he's, you know, yeah. but you know, it just means more. It just means more. To us. <laughs> it does. It means more. Hey, big shout out to Joe Burrows, uh, as we predicted for a long time now, since probably <laughs> um, since we put him at the top of our Heisman watch list. 
Uh, mm-hmm. He did collect the Heisman. Not only did he collect the Heisman, he garnered the highest votes ever. He had the mm. biggest uh, difference between the second per- place person. He had the most first place votes ever. Uh, he broke all the records. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But but again, and even in his speech, his speech wasn't glamorous. It wasn't his speech was a a, a small town Ohio State ki- Ohio kid. Uh, mm-hmm. being shocked and amazed at being on that stage. And mm-hmm. I appreciated it. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that had no amazing sound bites or nothing like that. And I appreciated that because that's the character it seems like to me from the outside of what his parents have produced there. Yeah. So yeah. big shout and, out and to Joe Burrow, man, to, and his family. It also speaks to the coaching staff at LSU, man. I'm yeah. guys are are just good dudes. Now they got one or two cats on that staff. Just like, eh, I keep my distance, and I ain't gonna say no names. But, but you know, the the head coach Eddie O, that's a good dude, man. I, and I, I've been saying it for the longest. It's just something special about that guy. And I've heard all the stories from when he was a young coach and at the University of Miami and at USC. But people can change, and the change starts in the heart. When your heart changes, you will change. And it's amazing and, if you don't. And what that shows for me is if you don't learn from your mistakes mm-hmm. and he said that when they interviewed him, he said, mm-hmm. he said, man, I made a lot of mistakes early on in my career. He mm-hmm. said, I made a lot of mistakes. He said, cause they was asking about his humble and kind of how the success he said. And I, I hope that I am a far better coach now than I was then. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he learned from him, man. Yes. And I think yes. that's, that's one of our biggest challenges. We're not afraid we are too afraid to one admit we make a made a mistake, and two to be able to be uh, vulnerable enough to figure out how do we get better from that mistake. Mm-hmm. Yes, got to yes. be able to do it. So yeah, you just mentioned Eddie O. I wanted to hit some of the the awards. Eddie O. did win Coach of the Year. Oh, okay, good. Which, which good, I think good. I think is well deserved. Um, yes. And was well. Uh, Joe Burrow racked up. He got the Heisman. He got the Maxwell. He got the Walter Camp. He got the Davy O'Brien. He got the Johnny Unitas. Uh, yeah, he he swept. He swept all of those top ones. <laughs> well, I, I want to make it clear that the Made Men Radio Show was the first to really put LSU on the map as far as you know our little circle. That's right. Because when we very first started early on, I don't know if you remember, and we were going down the list of our schedule and I said, man, I'm don't none of them schools bother me. I think we could beat Georgia, which we didn't. I think we could beat Florida, which we didn't. I think we could beat Alabama, which and I'm just being honest, on the only reason why I thought think we beat Alabama is because they, they wouldn't at full strength. They did have two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I still felt that we could beat them. We could beat them. Said, we had the talent to beat them. Yes. I said there's yep. only one school I'm afraid of. And LSU. that's LSU. That's it. And now everybody is afraid of LSU. <laughs> Everybody is <laughs> They got some talent. Yeah, man. they do, man. And, and they're, they're doing just some amazing things. And that's who I'm rooting for. I ain't going to make no secrets about it. I hope they win it all. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm backing them too, man. Not just because of the SEC, but I, I am. I like that. I still want to see Jalen do well, but I want to see LSU bring home the trophy. Sure. <laughs> uh, Dope right. Walker went to John, uh, Jonathan Taylor for the second year in a row. Uh, here, here's, what, here's what I'd be afraid of with drafting Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Running backs historically only got so many carries in the, on them on them hands and on them wheels. Yes, this kid this kid and carried the ball a lot over a his lot. career already. I'd be afraid of durability and whether or not he how many more carries he got in it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'd be. Uh, LSU won the Blitnikoff with Jamar Chase. 
Uh, again, we're talking <laughs> about wide receivers. LSU's won, won that one. Um, Harrison Bryant, I didn't even see this kid, FAU. Um, and then uh, here's the one I was, I was pissed off about. Um, Derrick Brown got shut out of the, the, the defensive player of the year, the Lombardi, uh, as well as the Remy, uh, not the, the outlet for interior mm-hmm. linemen. Um, just sorry, just felt. Now, the defensive player of the year, Chase Young, okay, got you. I understood yeah. that. But yeah. interior linemen. Went to the Oregon outside uh, offensive tackle, whom Derrick Brown ate his lunch yeah. when they played each other. Yeah, <laughs> ate his lunch. They had to double team him. Mm-hmm. So, I, all I'm saying is Derrick finished second, but head to head, Derrick Brown ate the lunch of the dude that won the trophy. Yeah, whipped him. Whipped him all game long. So, uh, but anyway, DB. We love you, baby. You, you Auburn fan, man, and I tell you, the character that I think he's shown uh, is indicative. Again, big big shout outs to 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 the parents of Derek Brown. He's already he said already I'm playing like bowl game. Yeah. They like you know this kid gonna be a top five, top four, top ten pick. He like I came to finish with my boys, and I'm finishing with my boys. Yeah. So appreciate that character, man. Look forward to seeing seeing him do it. LSU also picked up the the Jim Thorpe Award for a defensive back uh, Grant. Uh, Delpit, uh, one day. Oh, that dude's a beast. Yeah, he is a beast. And, and like I said, Chase, Chase Young racked up a couple of Defensive Player of the Year awards. Because um, again, the fact that a defensive end was sitting at the Heisman Trophy presentation tells y'all all you need to know about Chase Young. Um, yeah, I mean that. that, that <laughs> and and I will say, so my old DC from Jones uh, is now a recruiting coordinator up there, Indiana, and I think. Indiana played Ohio State maybe like the third or fourth game of the season. It was early on. And he called me, and he was like, Drake, this defensive end at Ohio State is the best athlete I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> at, at, at that time, I had not heard of him. I'm like, who are you talking yeah. about? He said, I can't recall the kid's name, but he's the predator. I said, what? He wow. said, he got a small number, and he got these dreads. And he's humongous, but that sucker can run. He's athletic. Like, he's the he, – he beat us by himself. I'm like, and, and that's when I started paying attention to him. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Like you said, a, a defensive end? Sitting not in the Heisman. Not a linebacker, not a DB, not a safety. The end. A defensive end with the Heisman trophy. I, I guess who was the last person, to, a defensive player? Was it uh, Charles Woodson? To win it? Yeah. Yeah, it was Woodson. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Man, we got to change that, man. Yeah, man. And the only reason why Charles did it because he played offense, too. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that I I agree. And, and remember, Chase Young did all this at, even with sitting out two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know what? <laughs> he suspended two games. <laughs> I thought, and I felt in my heart of hearts, and Alabama fans, I'm just being honest, they're going to take this as a personal attack because of who my alma mater is, but this is the way I felt. I felt that I remember it, it was one game where the commentators were saying, you know, Alabama has never had a Heisman Trophy winner. That's like, the only reason why I'm winning you. Yeah, and then they kind of put it. I I thought two players. Uh, the It was a white running back from – McCaffrey. Wisconsin. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I'm, I'm about the first one. The first one they won when it was uh, – Mark Ingram? The, the, yeah, Mark Ingram. The very first one they won. Yep. Uh Gerhard or Garrett or something. It was Toby was Gerhard. Better. Toby Gerhard. Yes. Yep. He was a better. He, he had a better season. 
Yes. And who I really thought should have got it because it was just phenomenal. We're talking about Chase Young being at defensive end. Dominic Sue was at that three technique, a nose guard. Yeah, he was nothing up. He should have won it that year. Yeah, he was nothing up. You're right. <laughs> he was not, he nothing up that year, brother. He should have won it over Ingram. But yeah. because it was Alabama, they were on their verge of winning the national championship. That, I mean, it, it just kind of – the story was written by itself. It was. It, 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 that's when I, I lost a little faith because – now, Ingram – I mean, I, I love Ingram. That, that dude was a, a great athlete. He was a beast, he still yeah. was a great athlete, yeah. But but we're talking about at that time the best college player. I don't think he was the best college player. He was not at, the best that, that year. year. Not not that yeah. year. Because if if you're the Heisman Trophy, and I I me and my one of my coworkers when I was at the sheriff's office, he and I had to have a couple talks with him. I think I mentioned him before. He was yeah. making Alabama football his god. Yeah. But <laughs> we were having discussions, and I said I said okay, so he is the best player in college football. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. I'm like, well, why? Did he get benched during the Iron Bowl? Because Auburn was ta- – and in that year, Auburn wasn't no good team. We might have might have won six, seven games. We ended up losing the Iron Bowl, but that D-line, them linebackers was tagging them so much, that's when they put – I don't even think it was Derrick Henry. It was the kid after – who was after Derrick Henry? Uh, that was the dude, uh, Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. They put him in, and that's kind of when Trent Richardson came on the map. Yep. It was like, oh, Oh, okay. this dude is good. <laughs> yeah. But – so you mean to tell me the best player in college get benched? Typically not. <laughs> okay. So I'm just telling you, typically, I'm telling you, just, just typically they don't. Okay. Um, and that year he won, you had the finalists uh, were, like I said, you, you mentioned Toby Gerhardt. Um, I just saw it. Who, who's the four that went? It was Toby Gerhardt, Tim Tebow, Colt McCoy. No, no. That's, mm-hmm. that's not. I think Dominic Sue was a finalist. He was. It was Toby Gerhardt, Colt McCoy, and Dominican Sue. Mm-hmm. Sue was Sue was number four. Um, wow, he was number four. Wow, he got the least votes. Tim Tebow was that year, but he was number five. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but that that was the year, like I say, Toby Gerhardt should have to me should have won. Yeah, first place votes. I mean, that probably was the slimmest margin ever because mm. Mark Ingram won with a total of 1,304 votes, and Toby Gerhardt had twelve hundred and seventy six. But from a statistic yeah. wise, Mark Ingram had 271 carries for 1,600 yards, averaged six six yards per carry, 17 touchdowns. Toby Gerhardt had 349 touches for 1,870 yards, averaging 5.5 mm. and 28 touchdowns that year. Mm. He ran for 28 touchdowns. That's a lot. Yeah, he had 11 more touchdowns and 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 220 more yards. A uh, mm-hmm. whole lot more. T- I mean, 70, 60, 60, 70 more touches. But but you're right. Go- Gerhardt was a beast that year. Yes. And and then that um that year, I think even that year to me that um, uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry won. I think that was the year that um again McCaffrey. I, McCaffrey man, <laughs> McCaffrey was a bowler during yeah, that he year. Was. Uh, yeah. But I guess, but but let me let me go. Yep, let me. I looked at it now. But give him Derrick Henry's due. That year, Derrick Henry rushed for twenty two hundred yards. I, I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, twenty eight touchdowns. You right? No, you right. You yeah. right. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was it was it was that that year that it was um, that um, Mark Mark Ingram won. 
Yeah. Hey, another yeah. thing from the uh, from from recruiting. For we, I want to talk a little bit about NFL uh, for for five ten minutes before we get off here. Uh, yes. But recruiting, did you see Auburn got one kid? Man, he is a tight end. This kid is six three two ninety five. Mm. Tight end. Now I, I think that's what that's what we've been lacking. I had to pull the statistics because I'm like, okay, he's just gonna be a big offensive lineman. He'll end up being a tackle, tackle or some, or go to defensive line. Mm-hmm. Dog, I pulled up his high school stats. Like some some of his highlights, like he's not just a tight end. Like they were lining him out wide out. They line him out at wide receiver. I mean, he he gets in the slot. Like the kid got wheels. The kid run like a four six. Wow. Four five seven four wow. six. Six three two ninety five. That's, that's impressive. It like, like I, his name JJ JJ Adams, I think. Uh, I think it's JJ Adams or something like that. Dog, yeah. this kid, I, I am again disappointed because of our underutilization of the tight end position. I hate to see a kid come in with that much talent and and potentially may not get used like he should. Yeah, but excited that to see a kid six three two ninety five. When you if yeah. you come in at six three two ninety five, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and we know about the you know the programs that big school program I mean schools have to get people in shape, lose weight, gain weight, muscle up, all that stuff. Like dog, he coming in with mm-hmm. baby fat of six three two ninety five. I yeah. still don't believe he'll end up being a tight end. <laughs> Probably not. I, and, we we don't utilize that that position anymore like we used to yeah. with Lutz and Kirsten, Lutz and Kirk, Kirkin and um, Uzama. Yeah, yeah, exactly. U- U- Uzama was the last one we really Is, utilized. Uzama was the last person to really actually take that position and, and they throw the ball to him, block, do all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I see. Um, I hope that kid is okay with transitioning on. Either gone, <laughs> add you twenty pounds and become one, one of the best left tackles ever. Yeah, get your kick slide game on. Yeah, get your kick slide game on or <laughs> shed about 20 pounds and become one of the best defensive ends ever. <laughs> yes, yes. Because that's yeah. the two positions we know how to we know how to develop and we know how to get you to the next level. So listen to the coaches. <laughs> you'll find out what you want to do with that. <laughs> Just tell you. Go, go on. Be all right with that. Uh, want to hear some NFL, man, uh, coming up. Um, my Cowboys, even though – we are uh, at 500. <laughs> we still have an opportunity to win the division this week. We That's play. Insane. We play That's the insane. Eagles <laughs> for the insane, division man. championship. <laughs> it ain't right. It ain't right. No, I, I don't. I'm not even. I, they're not sucking me back in. I'm out. <laughs> no, no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm no, out, you're not. man. I'm you, out. You are a diehard Cowboys fan. I'm out. I don't know why. I'm, I'm still. <laughs> I'm still a fan, but I am not drinking the Kool-Aid just because we we we've looked good against the Rams. We have looked good in spurts all season long. It does yeah. not change. Well, well, that has been the frustrating part because you can take a team like the Rams, and even though they don't have the record that they had last year, but they are still a pretty good good team. Beat the snot and, out of them. Yeah, like okay, beat the snot so out of them. This is the the Dallas squad that That's we right. all. Hoped and yearned for. 28-7 at halftime. Beat so, the brakes up off. <laughs> so, I mean, what do you think What do you think it is? Coaching. I mean, it's Garrett, man. 100% coach. So Hold on, no, no, no. Let me back up. Okay. It is 51% Jerry Jones, 49% mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Like, okay, because if it is coaching, how did he? How was he able to coach up his guys to perform that well? The talent, uh, mm-hmm. the talent level is what you saw Saturday. That's the talent okay. on this team. So when talent shows up, that's what they produce. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have to have a headset on. When the talent decides <laughs> to show up, that's what they produce. Mm-hmm. Now the real the the methodology of a coach is how do I get the talent to show up every week? It is he can't do it. He cannot do or when days when the talent on the other side of the ball is just as good, how mm-hmm. do I make sure my team has the edge? He cannot do it. He can't perform. He cannot get them to listen. He don't get them to follow. When discipline, he it don't show up. Yeah. <laughs> He's not yeah. it. He doesn't have the reins. He doesn't have the bravado to handle the talent on this team. He mm-hmm. don't. And unfortunately, Jerry would never allow anybody that has the bravado needed to guide this team because what's needed will be bigger than Jerry. And Jerry yeah. will never let yeah. anything be bigger than Jerry. Dude, Troy Aikman came out and said, I hope to one day move on up to the front office in the NFL. It will never be the Cowboys, though. (laughs) When your Hall of Famer says, hey, I want to be a GM one day, it'll never be for Jerry. But, (laughs) I mean, it tells you all that. So the talent on this team, now, again, I don't think it's a Super Bowl-talented team, Super Mm Bowl-winning-talented team. But it is a 9-10 win season talented team. Mm-hmm. Yes. And right now, well, why, our best why, finish why would be nine. Why don't you think they're a Super Bowl talented team? Because they, they have the talent. We ain't got defense. We ain't got the studs on defense. We don't have game changes on defense. We just have a, de- we have a solid defense. Yeah, I mean, at one point, that defense was doing pretty doggone good. Then, we started, then we started playing other teams that were good. Yeah. <laughs> True. That was when we was playing the, the Dolphins and the, you know you know what I'm saying? Then we played yeah. other teams that was good. It was like, oh, we just okay. <laughs> we just okay. So I think I think we still got a long way to go. Um I think we still got a long way to go to get to get the defense where they need to be to play at that level. I got you. So again, yeah. but we're gonna get in the playoffs. I I think we will beat the Eagles. And that that's what's funny to me. We'll get to play. We we may get to the playoffs and still lose next week. So we'll get to the playoffs and still be five hundred. <laughs> so what's going to happen if you guys win? You guys make the playoffs, and somehow I'm not going. You know, I'm not going to say win the Super Bowl, but really go deep like that third round. I, I don't. You said when will we do that? I said what if. Oh, I don't think it. And that's the crazy part. You know, if we go deep, they're gonna keep him. But here's yeah. and here's what makes me angry. It's kind of like the it's, it's the it's the uh the Gus Malzon effect. He's at the end of the contract. So it ain't like we just only had to keep him one more year. You're gonna have to redo a contract. And you know he ain't gonna stay for a one-year contract. Yeah. So if he does well, this talent show up and we go deep to like the NFC championship, dog, we're gonna give him another three years. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's exactly what's gonna happen. So, I, 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 it, 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 that, that's what, that's what's frustrating for me, is what, what it means if we get in there and do well. Is, is that it all? It, it means that we, we, we also we're gonna be stuck with him for a while. Yes. Um, yes. Again, 
what you call him shoulder a little hurt. Um, but I don't think that's gonna I don't think that's really gonna gonna impact a lot. Um I I I don't know, man. I'm I'm off the wagon. Again, I started the season, we we came out with them first four wins. I'm like, okay, we finally got it together. And then the rest of the season happened, I'm like, nope, you fooled me. You fooled me. <laughs> you fooled me. I knew better. I knew better. Um, your Saints that pose for a deep run. Um, of course Ooh. I'm biased, but I, I, I think you know the, the Saints should have been in the, the Super Bowl the last two years. Yeah, y'all had a couple. One of- was one was our own fault because the safety. I don't know if he had him a a New Orleans staple alcoholic beverage, a hurricane. I don't know if he had him a hurricane right before that last play against uh, Minnesota, um, or if. The officials had him a hurricane that last game against <laughs> <laughs> the um the Rams. So I I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I'm confident, but he, so even even the last game when Drew Brees was going to break the touchdown record. Yep. Like it, it's like there is this secret society of officiating, and these officials, their one purpose in life is to terrorize the Saints. <laughs> so he breaks the record on one touchdown pass, but the wide receiver gets called for offensive pass interference. And it was blatant that it wasn't offensive pass interference. And it was just, but like, they, like they, they, the officiating is going to cause some bad things to happen in New Orleans if, if, if it didn't correct itself. Because even a couple weeks ago, now, I don't believe in makeup calls. I, I think, okay, you messed up a call. <clears throat> Live with that's it. That's on you. Yeah. Don't don't the next play punish the other team because you messed up. So I, I don't believe in makeup calls. But it was a game against, it was a couple weeks ago, it was a game against um, the Panthers. So it was to me and to the, the commentators. And I want to say, when I'm saying I am a, a Saints fan, but I'm talking about calls that even the commentators who's supposed to be, you know, non-biased are like, I can't believe they just called that. So it's not just me. Peyton threw out the challenge flag for uh, defensive pass interference because we felt one of our guys was passing a fear. And before that game, it pretty much had been um, the norm to not reverse what was called on the field unless it was something egregious that's like right. what happened in the Saints. And I, I think that's what the rule was for. It was for egregious calls. I mean, to the well, point to where they've talked about even getting rid of the pass interference, like, hey, it really hadn't really been beneficial this season. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so, in, in, I don't know why they chose to do it against the Saints, but so – the, the the challenge flag is is it gets denied. Uh, we get charged a timeout, and we're like, okay, that that seemed pretty evident that that was passing interference, but cool because that has been the standard. Like it has to be egregious, egregious. Like what in the world are y'all thinking? Now the guy, everybody felt passing the fear. Well, you know, it, it wasn't a a, a a game, you know, last second type of deal. You know, it was right. first quarter. But they, they let it slide. Okay, well, this has been the norm. Well, later on in the game, when it is getting around the fourth quarter in, in, in this ball-busting time, 
the Panthers throw a challenge flag because the call did not get called as pass interference. I'm I'm 50 50 on the play. If I'm a Saints fan, I'm like, no, nah, that's not pass interference. If I'm a a, a a Panthers fan, I'm like, yeah, that is pass interference. So it's, it's still not, oh, 100% that was pass interference. Well, lo and behold, they changed the call. It was like, what you <laughs> it's the same game. Like, so the first quarter, you didn't call it and you let it stand. Now you're reversing the call to pass interference. And it, it's like, what is going on with these refs and the Saints? Is, is, are y'all putting some voodoo on us? And then last week, when he passed, when he the the touchdown that deems him the all time leader in touchdown passes, got called back first time. <laughs> like, like what, what, what are we doing here, dog? <laughs> yeah, man. It y'all y'all. I, I'll, I'll admit, you know, sometimes some people make those calls and they like, you know, that you know, folks are against us. But no, y'all. I think I think y'all own to something, y'all. Say, I, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> Yeah, y'all may be on to something, brother. (laughs) Because we know, I think there's only one team that has consistently been good for years and years, and that's the Patriots. That's the Patriots. And I think that Belichick, well, Belichick, he's a cheater. I think the whole organization is a cheater. I I agree with you. I agree with you, don't know. But they're going to be consistently good even when Tom Brady leaves. Now, I believe in, in my coach, but my coach has only had um, Drew Brees. That's right. So I, I, I don't know how good the Saints will be once Drew Brees retired. And, and we all know Drew, Drew, even though he's surpassing all these records. Now, that game, he only had one uh, incomplete pass. He was 29 for 30. That was amazing. Yeah, he was slinging <laughs> that thing. He was slinging that thing. But, you know, he's getting up in age. That, that is not going to be the norm. So I'm you you have to capture the magic while the magic still exists. That's right. You gotta strike one so, iron still hot. So you know, the, the last time the Saints went to the Super Bowl was ten years ago. It don't seem like it's been that long, but it's been ten freaking years. So I, I, I remember like, I seen that this week when they because they celebrated the ten year anniversary. I'm like, man, it's been a long time since they really won it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, I, I, our clock is ticking, and and to have which feels like these games stolen from us, not by the other team, but by the refs. Like you, you you're playing with people's emotions now, <laughs> and they got some crazy folk in New Orleans. They do. I know. Yeah. They got some, crazy, got some folk that ain't yeah. right, quite right. You. That's not the place. It, don't walk. Don't walk them streets by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if you screw them over. I, I'm shocked that year that like I said that that call was it with the uh, who was y'all playing against? Well, y'all should have been in the Super Bowl last was it last year. Yes, yes, last year the Rams. The Rams, yeah. I, I thought somebody was gonna come up stinking after that game. Really? I did. Really? I, I thought somebody was gonna come up stinking. I, I expected New Orleans fans yeah. uh, to 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 make to make their point known after that game. <laughs> Yes, yes, I, I, I thought so too. Now I'm happy because you know at the at the end of the day, it's just a football it's game. But you got some people that that really like. I saw clips on YouTube of people you know watching not that game because I I, I feel like the Saints won that game. That game was taken from the refs. Yep. Now the year before with the kind of the, the hail mary style play like that, I, I thought somebody was going to hurt that 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 safety. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, but I saw. I mean, because 
even though it's just a football game, people get emotionally tied to, to, to games. It's people's outlets, what people look for 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 to for the week. Yeah. And I've seen people, I've seen on YouTube <laughs> because they just like the Saints getting ready to go to the Super Bowl or or getting ready to go to the, the NFC or AFC championship, whatever it is. And when that guy caught that touchdown pass, people were throwing their phones at the TV and like breaking we're talking TVs. about like a 50, 60, 70 inch yeah, TV. Breaking they TV. they <laughs> picking them up, they're throwing like <laughs> people getting upset. And if it kill somebody today, yeah. So, <laughs> nah, like I can own. And I think that somebody came out with a stat: like New Orleans is the only team to lose the last game of the season on the last play of race. You know, something like yeah. that <laughs> in back-to-back seasons. That's tough, man. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts big yeah. time. I, so yeah, I think I think the Saints are poised, man. Looking at the potential lineup right now, you got mm-hmm. the Ravens, of course, have since in clinched playoff berth. Um, mm-hmm. Probably will end with the best record and home field advantage. The Patriots, can in AFC, you got the Ravens, Patriots, Kansas City, Texans, uh, the Bills. The Bills are playing good ball too, mm-hmm. uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers with with Duck Hodges. <laughs> yeah, in the hunt still, you got the Titans, the Browns, and the Raiders. NFC, you got the Seahawks, Green Bay, New Orleans, top three. Uh, Mm -hmm. Right now, Dallas, this is crazy. Dallas is slated at number four with a 7-7 record. Mm. The 49ers are number five at 11-3. Help me understand how that works. I I, I don't. (laughs) And the Vikings are number six at (laughs) 10-4. So we could win our division. With two to three less victories than the 49ers and the Vikings, they'd be ranked ahead of them. Yeah. I, I, I don't see how that works. I think the NFL should go back to you can keep the division stuff, but once the playoffs start, reseed. Reseed the top yeah. top eight based on records, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. So, again, it comes down to the Cowboys and the Eagles. They play each other this weekend, and then I think we played uh, – I think the Cowboys play the Redskins next week. Yeah. Uh, so, we end <laughs> in the division. They- all they're doing is is punishing teams that play in a in a tough tougher division. That's it. That's yep. the only thing's doing. Um, That's it. But I'll tell you, I think if I bet today, I'm putting my money. The AFC, I wouldn't put my money on who gonna make it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I know Lamar is balling out, but I also know what Tom Brady and the Cheetahs do in the playoffs. They cheat. They cheat. <laughs> and I already know. I, I think. Kansas City and Fluffleupagus will choke because that's he that's just kind of what he do. He don't really he ain't he ain't built for the he built for the a regular season. I don't know he's built to win a championship. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think it's the Ravens and the Patriots. But I'll tell mm-hmm. you, I wouldn't want to face the Texans and Deshaun Watson. True. Now the only thing. The main thing that hinders them is their offensive line. They is, and they tried by by getting old uh, uh, Tunzel, but yeah. but one place in the, that's five spots on the offensive line. Correct, <laughs> and, and and he hadn't had the year they thought he was going. No, no, but I think next year be better. I think give him a full yeah. year to get recoup rehab because I don't think he's hundred percent healthy too. Give him a full year Correct. to get rehab, and then they may be better. Uh, now, in the NFC, you got Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Cowboys, 49ers, and the Vikings. To me, 
I think it's a three-way tie too. It's either going to be the Seahawks, the Saints, or the 49ers. Yes. I don't think yes. I don't think the Packers got a shot. I know they're playing well, but they're too sporadic. I think in the playoffs, even though you got Aaron Rodgers, I still don't think they got consistency enough to beat one of those three teams. Can't never count yeah. Russell Wilson out. Aaron Rodgers hasn't played that well this year. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. He's had little spurts, but consistently <laughs> he had been balling. Hasn't been that good. Nah. Yes. And then, like I said, the 49ers defense, I you just you gotta figure out, you know, can can Garoppolo win a game for you if you need him to? Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Them yeah. top four, you know, it's all quarterbacks in that. All quarterback play there. Yes. You got Russell yes. Wilson, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got Drew Brees, and you got to figure out whether or not Garoppolo can be able to 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 survive in that that era right there. So NFL yeah, is gonna yeah. be excited, man. Yeah. Shout out to our frat brother, little Gotti, because he 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 held on he, for a long time. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time since the 49ers have been good. You talk about it's been 10 years for y'all winning one. It's It's been uh, 30 years, <laughs> 35, since the 49ers won one. Yeah. I'm not far yeah. behind. I mean, it's it's been it's been 30 for us, too. 90, 90, 94, 96, 92, 92, 91, 92, I think. It's been the last time my Cowboys won one, too. So it is what yeah. it is, man. It's Being a Cowboy fan is like being an Auburn fan. In every stretch of the imagination. Uh, I got all the talent in the world except for with the headset. <laughs> <laughs> except for with the headset. Except for with the headset. Big no Drake. Comment. <laughs> uh we ran strong two hours. Just FYI, anybody listening to this show, man, uh that that know executives, we just want you to know that ever since we've been back on the air, we have solidly given two hours of nonstop talk, period. Yeah, we are willing to fill any <laughs> slots you got. You tell us what time, how much, and what you need. We can get it in. <laughs> yes. Yes. We can get this in. And I'll tell them what we can do with a production crew. Yeah. And, all that stuff. All this is done with me and Big Drake, a phone, his phone, and my iPad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we tried to yes. get an intern and we had to fire him after the first after one show. So <laughs> Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> Uh, Shout out to T Will. T Will turned uh, nineteen yesterday, man. Oh, uh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah. You, T Will turned nineteen, you. man. So, uh, big shout out to you. Just, just, That's you funny. just didn't work here for the show for the Maybenden Radio Show. Uh, yeah, we still love you. We can't work here. We love you. <laughs> big Drake. Any final words for the for the fam, man? Uh, I'm I'm not gonna go into a, a deep discussion about and I and I apologize I, I know I started on leadership and it's been several weeks but it's the holidays and I don't know if we'll get a chance to tape next week because of the holiday season but just enjoy enjoy time with your family because time is never guaranteed that's right man it's never guaranteed enjoy that time with your family hey no matter what you how you feel about the season no matter what your your beliefs and where you stand on um the, the this 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 season here uh, it is for us and my faith and Big Drake as well. I mean, it's when we receive the greatest gift. It's, we use set this time aside to recognize the greatest gift ever, uh, and that was Christ Jesus. And just like Big Drake said, man, uh, make sure to, to to focus on the things that are important. And those mm-hmm. things are the people uh, that have given you the memories around your life. Uh, that's, that's your family, your parents, uh, kids, your spouse, uh, and mm-hmm. it is never about the monetary value of the gift, uh, but it's always about uh, the thought and the meaning uh, behind where your heart was in giving. Uh, so let's mm-hmm. not let 
commercialized um, and the, the stores dictate what Christmas means to us. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's make sure we realize that what Christmas is, is a reflection of the greatest gift of them all. And that was a Lord and Savior that was willing to die in our place. What are you willing to sacrifice for somebody during this time? It's not about us. It's all about him. Hey, fam, we love you. It's your boy, Kingpin, Big Drake, Made Men Radio Show. We'll holler at you. Peace. Shown on my soul somehow, amen. 